You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Alrighty then, welcome everybody to another edition of Drinks with Johnny. Very excited for today. Brandon, my co-host, Brandon Lombardo, the one with the most. How are you doing this evening, buddy? I'm doing great, brother. How are you? I'm doing fucking awesome, man. I had a, had a great day, just got my hair cut and preparation for this. And, you know, I saw my barber for the first time in about a month, which was great. You know, I had a had other barbers while I was out on the road. Um, so it's great to be back See- in Huntington Beach and have my and have my proper barber on me. How does it feel going to a different barber? I feel like that's cheating, you know? Like, you, you have know, to trust that the other barbers are going to get it just right. You know, I, I did. I don't know, man. I agree with you. Because you know what? I did uh, prep my barber, my regular barber, Zach Teachman, down at Parlor 11, uh, that I was going to be gone. So I was going to have to have some fill-ins. So we were able to get some fill-ins along the way. And they did a pretty good job. Uh, I, I took photos. This is how, how nerdy I am. <laughs> I had Zach take photos all the way around, like a 360, and then I would show the barber my what what it's supposed to look like and try and match that instead of me trying to explain it because like I don't know I don't know what the hair what the hell my haircut's called. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Did you get a Canadian cut? I I was in Canada the whole time, so yeah, it was. Oh, uh, my yeah. first cut was in Quebec City. And then a lovely lady was a fan of, of the band. She did a great job. Um, and then Edmonton, I believe. And was there another one? It might have just... Oh, there was one in Chicago as well. Uh, okay. So, yeah. Two two international cuts. That's nice. I like two that. Two international cuts. Well, you know, we Pretty got an international good. guest today, too. I of course, dude. I see your shirt. There. Yep. Yeah, you see it. my background? I see your shirt. Like, it's, we should swap places. You would fit so well in this frame. <laughs> And I'll, honestly, color-wise, I would fit better in that frame. We complement each other I, very well right you now. You know, it's like we planned it or something. But uh, <laughs> yeah, our guest today is, uh, we mentioned it a couple weeks ago on the show, I think, uh, when I was in Calgary. Uh, there's the Hitman Heart Bar, right, right, uh, attached, I believe. I'm going to ask uh, our guest, Beans Heart, who is uh, the daughter of Brett the Hitman Heart, the excellence of execution, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And uh, apparently she's got some great stories, man. Uh, so in Calgary, we played at the uh, uh, Scotiabank uh, uh, Dome. And apparently there's uh, the Hitman Bar is attached to it, right? And uh, I had to leave to get to Vancouver, unfortunately. The crew stayed behind, which I got to give a shout out to the Avenged Sevenfold crew. Everybody that did a great job on this last leg of the tour. Really appreciate you guys. And uh, Calvin... Uh, uh, is a big fan. He's uh, Sinister Gates Guitar Tech. He's a big wrestling fan. We went to uh, SoFi together and uh, a few months back and saw WrestleMania. And yeah, he got to hang back and hang out with uh, with Beans and uh, who's friends with the Lexus on Fire dudes. If you've watched that episode, they mentioned it, uh, that she was going to be out in Calgary. Evidently, she's a big Lexus on Fire fan. Um, so she was there. I didn't get a chance to meet her while we were there because we were so in and out and on our way to Vancouver. But apparently at that bar, they have like the Eagle uh, heavyweight title that Brett had. Like I have pictures with, with Calvin wearing it. He was rubbing it in real thick, by the way. 
Dude, just bitch. Photoshop your face like onto his body with the belt. Yeah. And just that's a new memory for you. <laughs> well, you're the guy who photoshops everything for me. Like when we had Bischoff on the show, that was pretty great. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. But, that uh, was fun. Yeah, apparently like they hung out for a couple hours and got like really great stories. I actually got even without being there, I got memorabilia from uh Bret Hart right here. I got this I got the shades signed by Bret Hart that's sick. that night. Um so yeah, pretty cool. Um yeah, and evidently they hung out and talk and you know, just talk shop about old wrestling stories and you know, obviously she's uh part of the royal family of Canada, right? I mean, that's the royal wrestling family right there. And it, it, uh, it really is. A lot really, of history. I mean, the, uh what's it called again? I always want to say the line. It's not the it's the den, right? The the dungeon. Dungeon. I always want to, I yeah. always fuck that up. The dungeon where uh, so many wrestlers, so many professional wrestlers have come through. Um, generations, generations, and just a huge family of wrestling. So I'm sure she's got great stories. Uh, I can't wait to uh, dive into some of these and, and have some nostalgia. I was, a couple weeks ago when I mentioned this, I was like, oh yeah, I got the glasses because when I was a kid, I went to my first house show, as you remember, Brando, and mm-hmm. I had those. So I asked my mom, this is funny, she came by today. I asked my mom if she could find the original photo of me at the house show. She said she was up for like four hours last night trying to find oh it, God. and she couldn't find it. So when she came up with it, I'm going to show the audience this real quick, anyone who's watching on YouTube. Um, yeah, so, so, so instead, I'm she excited. comes back with some other photos and around the same time. There's like, there's like this house show photo, I believe. I believe it's from nice. the house show that I was at. Um, I, mean, I should probably put these a little closer to the camera there. <laughs> yeah. Go close that one. Pretty close, pretty close. Uh, I'll, I'll bring it up closer. Those ones aren't, aren't as cool because this one was my birthday in 1992. What's in the, what are you unwrapping? I am unwrapping a wrestling ring. That's what I asked nice. for, um, but nice. they got me the generic version. Um, <laughs> so it's just, it just says wrestling ring, but with a WWF Gene Okerlund uh, microphone. So that oh, I can very cool. Yeah, so I could I could pretend to interview myself and my wrestling buddies, and then uh, the and then the Christmas came because I told them, "Oh no, you got the wrong ring." So <laughs> they got me this one, which was the actual WWF one, which is the one that had all the commercials that I wanted with all the action figures. Hell yeah! So this was all around the same era, like, and and this is me back to my birthday holding it up with the uh, sick aquarium in the back there. <laughs> Dude, so that was 92. It looks 80s, but it was so 92. Um, Dude, we're going to have to like superimpose those into the video. Those yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll send them to you so you can do that. Uh, okay. Hey. There we go. There it is. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good yeah, morning. This is Oreo. That's Oreo? Good morning, yeah, Oreo. This is my dad's cat. <laughs> What's up, Oreo? <laughs> yeah, she's I'm never this loving, so obviously it goes hand in hand. <laughs> Well, oh, oh my goodness, I love the shirt. Yeah, the, thank you. Thank bar. you. Yeah, so uh welcome to the show, Beans. Beans Heart on yeah, the show, everybody. Um really excited to have you here and uh thank you for taking the time. I know we tried to schedule it the other night and uh you work as an yeah. EMS. Uh so yeah. obviously those hours can can change up a little bit there, huh? Oh yeah. I I mean I feel like you kind of get it being a musician because it, you have to work on the spots, so. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness, I have to run out of the office and like at least text you guys because I was too worried that an email wouldn't 
wouldn't make it to you guys in time. So I was like, I'll text. <laughs> well, it worked out, worked out well. We're all good. We're here now. Good morning. How's your morning going so far? You're out in Calgary right now, right? Yeah, it's actually kind of cold, which is, it's nice because it's been so hot. We had a heat wave, so it was like 35. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit because <laughs> you guys are from California, but yeah. <laughs> it was like 34 and now it's probably like seven. Wow. That's, that's quite a drop. That's yeah. quite a drop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, super big drop. How have you yeah. guys been? Have been getting back to home and everything? Oh yeah, it was great. Yeah, so um, so everyone knows that's uh, listening. We actually we didn't get to meet in person. Um, I did mm -hmm. see you in the hallway, but I wasn't sure it was you when I was on on my way to the stage <laughs> in Calgary when we played at the Scotia uh, yeah. Park, uh, Saddle Dome. Um, yeah, a couple weeks ago. So basically, uh, everybody uh, listening at home. Uh, Beans was at the show. She's uh, uh, fans and friends with the Lexus on Fire guys that we were out on the road with um, and uh, was hanging out. And unfortunately, I had to get to Vancouver. My convoy uh, buses were making the trip to Vancouver from Calgary, which was 10 plus hours with buses and bus drivers. It makes it a whole other thing. Oh, so yeah. to get there, we had to leave a little quick. <laughs> so I missed out on the Hitman bar, which is the shirt that I'm wearing right now. Um, I love it. I, I have a question, though, because... I didn't get to hang out. Um, I walked around a lot. I walked around the, the riverbank behind the arena there uh, earlier mm -hmm. in the day. And then I found out later that the Hitman bar was around. Is it actually attached to the arena or is it like next next door or something? It's like maybe like a block away. Like it's at the casino that's right off of the Stampede Grounds. And okay. so I was a little bit worried when I brought some of the guys because I was like, I don't know how busy it's going to be. But yeah, it's really nice because my older brother's also has a wrestling promotion now. Mm. And it's called Dungeon Wrestling. And so that's being at, that's okay. been held at the Victoria Pavilion. And it's now starting to build momentum and get some pretty big crowds. So that's attached to the Stampede Grounds. So afterwards, you can kind of go over to the bar and like everybody kind of gets together over there. So it's a really neat thing to see. But it's maybe like a five-minute walk. I'm so bummed. I did. I, I probably passed right by it when I was walking around and didn't realize it. I actually didn't get a chance to even go to the bar that day. This shirt was given to me by one of our fans in the meet and greet that night. And oh, he was like, he's, okay. I know you're a big wrestling fan. Did you know that the, the Hitman uh, bar is over here? And I was like, no, I didn't know there was a Hitman bar, but I know that Bean's uh, heart is supposed to be here tonight. Um, so, <laughs> And then the, the whole story came out. Calvin, our guitar tech, Sin's guitar tech, is a huge wrestling fan too, and a couple of the other guys. Yeah. And he really rubbed it in that he got to hold the Eagle world title. Belt. <laughs> and I was like, he yeah. really rubbed it in. Cause the next day <laughs> he made it to Vancouver at night and we watched SummerSlam uh, yeah. a day later. Cause we had the show yeah. Saturday night and then SummerSlam was in Detroit uh, uh, that night. And we, so Sunday we had a day off. We watched it in my hotel room. It was an awesome show by the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. If, did you catch? Did you catch it afterward? Because I know you were at. Uh, no, you were at the, at the I didn't concert. watch. I didn't watch that one. I mean, my dad was watching it, so I'm staying with my dad for the next month while we're getting ready to move into our new place. Okay. And so, which is funny enough that I'm here, <laughs> but um, he records them all, and so I saw him catching a few of the matches or whatever. And then he always is watching like SmackDown and Raw, and like I always say to people, like I'm a wrestling fan myself. And like most people don't want to talk about wrestling. I'm like, this is literally what like we were bred for in this family. This <laughs> right. is all we know. <laughs> this is my dad only wants to talk about wrestling. Like 
when people try to be like modest and be like, oh, I won't ask him any questions. I'm like, trust me, ask him questions. That's what he wants to talk about. It's probably very similar with you and music where it's like people might want to tread lightly. And then it's like, no, this is what I'm passionate about. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm glad. I'm so happy to hear that. Right, Brandon? Like I'm, I'm sitting here yeah. like when I do finally meet your father, then I'm not going to feel bad about asking him about like all, all the stuff that I grew up watching with him. And yeah. um, oh, it was yeah. it was really interesting. I was telling Brandon before you got on here. Um <clears throat> I actually, uh, my first ever house show I went to um, in 1992, I was a huge Bret Hart fan. I was probably all of seven, eight years old, I think, at the time. And uh, yeah. and my dad actually spent the money and got me the, the ones from the concession stands, the glasses, and the white foam <laughs> intercontinental title, because he was the intercontinental yeah. champ at the time. <laughs> and uh, I wore that around for like weeks. Like I would just like... Anywhere I could, I wore that, like, just out and about, going to the stores and whatever. And uh, I asked my mom to try and get me, like, there was pictures of this, like, somewhere. And I was like, where? <laughs> so she she spent the other night four hours trying to find these pictures for me. Couldn't find them. She found other pictures that I already showed Brandon. They're not really worth showing again There's the, to our fans, like, of me just being a wrestling <laughs> fan at that time. But the, the whole point of that story that I want to say is I want to thank you again because Calvin did bring me these glasses uh, the next day that you guys got <laughs> yeah. signed for me. Um, and that means a lot to me too. Cause I did have the, I don't have them anymore, obviously, but I had the generic yeah. ones from the concession that night that I just rocked everywhere. So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm happy to have the legit ones signed now. And I, I'm going to get a case for them and everything. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, no worries. I actually, after the show, I was like, I'll run up and go grab some stuff. Cause I was talking to one of the Alexis guys, Chris Steele. Yeah, Steel, yeah. And he was like, yeah, we got some really big fans and like we'd love to come to the, by the bar. And so I was like, oh, okay, let me go talk to my dad. I'm staying there. <laughs> so I'll go grab some fine glasses and it'll be fresh delivered, which is funny because my dad, I wish that he could come to concerts more often. He's a big music guy too. And I feel like my eclectic style of music and all the different things that I listen to, I owe a lot of that to him like everything's been always music or wrestling related <laughs> and i so as soon as i came up he was happy to do it and i wish that he could have came down but since it was SummerSlam, it was too busy yeah that's otherwise so, he would have came down to the bar yeah that's so cool oh well I, i'm actually glad he didn't because had that happened <laughs> on top of everything i would have been extremely heated oh man i would have never let one. the rest of my uh band and convoy and my tour yeah. manager who decided we had to leave that night hear the end of that one but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, so it's interesting. You said that uh, that he's kind of responsible for your eclectic music taste and stuff. Because I did, I did after uh, knowing that you were uh, willing to come on the show and, and share some stories, which I'm sure we're going to get into in a second. Because I know Calvin and Chris Steele and the, and, and the other guys were just telling me like all the great stories you have growing up around all these wrestlers. And I can't wait to get into that. But before we get into <laughs> that, I want to... I just wanted to ask about your musical taste because I did uh, look on your Instagram afterward and like try and get get a feel to to know who you are a little bit before you came here on the show. Yeah, and of uh, you're quite a concert goer. It looks like like you like to. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, and obviously, and you just said you credit that to your father. Um, what was what was it like growing up musically around and and how did you get to uh, where you are now where you want to constantly go to these concerts and you have what I, what seems to be a pretty eclectic taste, as you said, of kind of yeah. a, a wide spectrum of, of genres. Well, I think I definitely scare a lot of people at work because when it's not busy, then I usually am listening to like Slipknot. So you'll see Slipknot in the background and then also know like <laughs> nice. jump, 
something like Justin Bieber and people are like, what are you doing? <laughs> but I grew up singing um, since I was young. So I was a classically trained singer up until I was about grade seven. And then I moved into more of the R&B stuff just because my voice was a lot lower. Um, and then I moved into, I would say more of the alternative rock. Like I love the Fiona Apple and all that kind of sound and yeah. like the Lana Del Rey now. It's his similar to what uh, Fiona Apple was. Yeah. But like that alternative rock style, like I'm a 90s grunge kid, 100%. Like I love Alice in Chains. I love Pearl Jam. Like all that is due to my dad, like because that's his big band. So like I remember going to the Pearl Jam concert with my dad and I got the set list. And so like I still have like that written out set list by Eddie Vedder. And like those things are like priceless to me. And then I also really like like folk so I listened to a, a lot of like Neil Young and like a lot of blues inspired stuff. So like my music taste is so wide <laughs> that I think people might think I have like ADHD or something. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Like I just can never decide. And my playlist is kind of scary. I listen to a lot of hip hop, but like majority of my music is a lot of screamo and a lot of heavy metal stuff. So that's my favorite. Oh, that's awesome. That's so it's funny though. that I, I do think that there's something that comes out of, you know, being a, alternative grunge 90s fan at that time that um yeah did kind of like for me i i look back at it now and you don't realize it at the time but i look back at it now and a lot of people who were growing up in that era and became big fans of these bands like pro jam and stuff i feel like it just lent itself to a more eclectic sound like that was like right yeah. when things started to become a little bit more eclectic and different you know it wasn't like yeah here's metal here's punk here's rock and roll here's rap you know like here's country yeah. That, that was like the first yeah. time I was just kind of like pushing the boundaries a little bit. So if you were a fan of that, it kind of set you up for what was to come later yeah. and now how much more open the genres have become. Totally. The only one that I can't really get behind is like the mixing of hip hop and country. I haven't, not the biggest fan of country to begin with. Like mm -hmm. when I was doing my music, they tried to push me in that direction because I'm sure that you were aware that Brooke Hogan was doing music. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Point, yeah. And she was doing more of like the rap. She was doing like pops. She was doing like pop stuff, wasn't she? I think so. And like I'm I'm not really like I I'm fine listening to pop music, obviously. Like mm -hmm. I don't mind it. Like I don't hate any kind of music, but I didn't want to be a pop star. I never wanted to be a pop star. And I also couldn't see music as a business. That was really tough for me, like because mm -hmm. it was something that was so intimate to me. So when I did start to, I think I got signed to a label. I can't remember for the life of me, which one I was out of Toronto. Mm. Um, I think it was the same one as Motorhead, but they were trying to push me and pin me up against uh, Brooke Hogan. So it's like, okay, we're going to market you this way. We want you to be dancing. <laughs> you need to be doing this. And I was like, I just like that. You got the wrong girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm I trying to do this because I love music, not because I'm yeah. trying to, yeah. to compete with, with so the like, Hogan's over here, you know? <laughs> exactly and like i didn't i couldn't see it as a marketing angle like i even if i tried so um that was a lot of the reason why i quit music is like i can still do it without having trying to sell myself and it's like mm. my mom was devastated she still never forgave me but, um i did i went and lived in nashville for a bit i think for about eight months um around there and i worked with a vocal coach and they didn't they also tried to push me in the country direction i was like i'm not a country singer i can sing country but like that wasn't where my passion was but i learned like so much about the musical industry and like how all those different tones and like genres they come into play with each other so i do respect country i just don't listen to it as much mm -hmm. 
And like, but I can't get behind the the rap in the country. I'm like, what is happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> I think it has to. I think just like anything else, when uh, when people are trying something new, it's like you, you got to find the one that's doing it right for you to like really yeah. get into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's yeah, always true. There, there's someone out there that's doing it really well. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I love the the uh, the was it. Um, John Rich and all of his boys. I can't remember the the, the mafia. What do they call themselves? Uh, I'll, it'll come to Three me in a second. Mafia? No, 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 no. That's uh, that not not the hip hop group. Uh, <laughs> the country, the country guys uh, that we're friends with out in Nashville was they. Oh, it'll come to me in a second. But like Cowboy Troy was on stuff with like Big and Rich and stuff. And that yeah. was like the first time I heard like like a hip hop kind of vibe on on country and. It, I love Cowboy Troy. I think he's great. <laughs> I have, I have a lot, I've had a lot of fun with that guy down on Broadway. Like that, that's yeah. <laughs> I think I think Jelly Roll does it pretty well. He does. Like, he's, actually, he's been yeah. coming up like hot in the past couple of years, and I don't know. It's a it's a good mix of like rock, rap, and country. I've seen him live yeah. a couple of times, and it's it's been a good show. Because yeah. I'm the same way. Like, couldn't get into country oh, if I had to, but like, yeah. that's my like slow roll into it. I'm like, okay, I, I can get down with this a little bit, and then maybe yeah. get my feet wet and see, you know. So wait, you guys, I, both of you guys, don't listen to country. Like, so is it because you think of country like the old school country, or have you tried to get into some of like the the more modern? I would say because there's so many great writers in it. So I see it from a point of view. There's yeah. so many amazing country country writers out there, especially out of places like Nashville, like you're talking yeah. about beans. Yeah, like I, I mean, I do. I shouldn't say that I don't like country because I do. I like Chris Stapleton for like more of the modern stuff, so I like that kind of sound. But then, like, I like old, old country. Mm -hmm. Like, I can listen to old country nonstop. Like your Alan Jacksons, your all of that stuff. Like, I'm fully in it, and I like Keith Urban too. Like some of his stuff, but I find that like I'm trying to think of the band that I really don't like. (laughs) <laughs> uh florida georgia line dude like that yeah, yeah like okay. that sound like not it's too yeah it's, i can't then it's like as soon as i hear it, and i mean i live in calgary so it's very country inspired yeah, I was just... <laughs> yeah no like i'll i'll probably leave the place <laughs> so, i'm glad you brought up the the fact that calgary is such like a country inspired place so for a couple things brandon i don't know how many times you've been out to calgary um zero You've never been to Calgary. Okay, cool. No. You're going to love this part. So I got to ask about about the uh, two things. One, the stampede. So we heard yeah. about it like all, all you know, for a while. And uh, our singer was actually talking to uh, his vocal coach about it, I guess. And his yeah. vocal coach is like, you got to go. I've always wanted to go. This is like an 80-year-old vo- vocal coach, dude. And he's like, you know, I've always wanted to go. You got to go check it out for me. He didn't end up checking it out, but he's like, he asked around. He's like, is that a real thing or am I being ribbed here? And it's like, so... Yeah. Can you explain to the people who like probably Brandon myself, I didn't actually witness it. I've heard of this Calgary stampede, but can you explain to me what this madness is that happens for like a full month in Calgary? Um, so it's two, it's 10 days, it's 10, 10 days. days and usually at the very beginning of July, um, it's very country inspired, but like as the years have gone on, it's actually bringing in a lot more music, I guess like diversity. So like there's a EDM tent, kind of thing that's like off of let's say a couple of blocks away from the saddle dome um and then a lot of the country stuff that's right where the saddle dome is that's this calgary stampede grounds okay. so it turns into like a, almost like a big fair and there's a bunch mm-hmm. of like rides there's things that you can do um and i don't go to them a lot <laughs> like i mean i did when i was younger um but and my dad obviously participates in some of the stuff there 
and it's a lot of like charity stuff and whatever but um it's very country inspired there's a lot of drinking that goes on and i think like that's part of my ems side where it's like i don't want to be there because it's like i know the f- how many calls we got to send this place like <laughs> that's where i go where it's like i can't trust these people for life me it's like a big new year's eve party that doesn't end for 10 days it's like yeah. people just oh. get drunker and stupider than normal yeah it's like so that's a, lot how of the rookie, a lot of the rookies come out for those kind of things too yeah like people like barfing everywhere or like you know there's fights everywhere like it's just kind of like and everyone's wearing hats right everyone's wearing hats right yes painting the picture. there's a bunch of drunk like, drunk drunk canadians with their with their cowboy hats on right yeah awesome. yeah and i mean like it does have great things like there's amazing food like on the grounds and so like they'll have things like scorpion pizza like really like abnormal and like things that you wouldn't typically eat and like it's supposed to be like a cool thing to go see that's what we were just talking about before eating scorpions record. before I you. Mean, yeah. Yeah. I had, that's wild. when I was in China, it was the only other time I, or only time I've ever had scorpion. I was telling him about it. We were just shooting the shit. Yeah. And he's like, I don't think I would do that. And I'm like, well, it was deep fried. It's not going to be eating a live, <laughs> a live scorpion. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess it's a lot more pizza. commonplace than I thought. Yeah. Shit, I'm, yeah. I'm going to have to try scorpion. Well, you over there yeah. in, in, in Newcastle, Pennsylvania, you're not getting, you're not getting out enough. <laughs> Yeah, I guess not. Man. Yeah, no, there's lots of cool food. I'm trying to think of the other big ones that they had this year. Like, they'll have like a tomato Slurpee, like something that's like so far off that you would never like. That sounds sounds nasty. I'm sorry. That sounds really nasty. (laughs) But then people will try it and you'll see all the feedback and it's like, oh, it's actually really good. And it's just like these little food truck things that I don't know where they come up with. No way it was actually good. They were just drunk, like you said before. (laughs) They're one of the (laughs) barbers. So the other thing I heard was, yeah, the other thing I heard at the Scotiabank um, arena there, uh, like Garth Brooks holds like the, the, um, the most sellouts in a row record there. Yeah. So like, so I think I was talking to you about it before, Brandon, like uh, Billy Joel has it in Madison Square Garden. He has like 19 or something in a row or something ridiculous. He has like the most sellouts in Madison Square Garden for a musical artist. And I guess yeah. Garth has that at, at Scotia. So it's like they're 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 ensconced in uh, some some country lifestyle up there. And it's oh, beautiful, yeah. man. Very, like right behind yeah. there too, right behind the arena, all, all those houses like up on the up on the hill and everything. It's just very mm-hmm. it like it's not farm country, it's just like countryside country, it looks like out yeah. there, right? Yeah. I, but they're building a new arena. I don't know when it's supposed to be mm-hmm. coming. And I actually don't know where it's going to be. Like, I don't know if it's still going to be in the same area. Just because of Saddle Dome, and I mean, maybe your tech guys found the same. It's pretty hard to set up your show because of that, the way that the Saddle Dome's shaped. Uh, yeah. And so Calgary misses out on a lot of concerts compared to Edmonton. And so, like, for myself, I was very bummed out that <laughs> Slipknot didn't come to Calgary. They went to Edmonton. Did you <laughs> and make I tried to convince my spouse. No, I tried to convince my spouse to go with me. And he's like, I'm not going to Slipknot concert for a few hours and then driving back to Calgary. I'm like, come on. I almost went by myself. That's how close I was. Uh, <laughs> big Slipknot fan. I like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I love Corey Taylor. And like, I'm also a big Corn fan. Mm, and so oh, I saw nice. like Corn's a, I'd say Jonathan Davis and Brian Welsh. Like they're probably two of my favorite musicians like of all time. So. I love everything that they do. I had the opportunity to meet them in Toronto. I think it was during SummerSlam, oddly enough. (laughs) And um, they were there because SummerSlam was in Toronto. So I went for that show. And then I saw 
Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins, and like he's a big wrestling guy, so I know yeah. Billy. And so I was like, oh, there's a corn show that's going to be here, and like I gotta go. I've never been before, and he's like, oh, okay, I'll hook you up. It was the greatest show. Like I was so excited that I went. Like it was the best trip I've ever had. So I got SummerSlam. I got to see Alexis on fire in them. We got to see Alice in Chains, like the newer oh, nice. band, because uh, yep. uh, Dallas was performing with them. And then I got to see Corn, and then I think I saw somebody else too. I can't really remember, but Corn blew me away. Like I, I'm a huge, huge Corn fan. I'd say like top five bands of all time is Corn. Yeah, they're a great so, band. They 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 put on they put on a great show too. They, they, they do they do a great job. And I like their story. I'm I'm kind of like I'm all about like the story behind the scenes. Mm. So I like learning about bands, and that's actually a lot of how I met Dallas Green originally. And so I fell in love with Dallas Green's music in Alexis on Fire before he was City in Color, Same which is his slower stuff. And like I loved Alexis on Fire since I was like 16, and then. I was reading through their Wikipedia, trying to learn like more about them, like where where they were from. I didn't even know they were Canadian at the time. And then I was like, oh, they're Canadian. And then it said in their Wikipedia, I don't know if it's still there, that like Dallas Green is an avid wrestling fan. And like me and my dad have been listening to that music together. So then I was like, oh my goodness. And this is when MySpace was a thing. And so I messaged him on MySpace and like just said like, Hey, like Bret Hart's daughter, I'm a really big fan of yours. And like, I would love to see you in concert anytime you're in Calgary kind of thing. And in, I got a message right away back. And I didn't think I was going to like, <laughs> I actually just was being silly 16 year old girl. And then he messaged me right away. And then we ended up meeting and I've been friends with them since I was been 16 years old. And it's just been the coolest experience, like something that I've done some really cool things to Alexis on fire and yeah. I don't even think they realize how big of a fan I am of them. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> I'm glad too. Yeah, I was talking to those guys and we were, uh, it came up that I was a huge wrestling fan and that's where they were like, Oh yeah. Uh, uh, beans, uh, Bret Hart's daughter is going to be out in Calgary. We'll have to introduce. And then we didn't get a chance to, as I said, I was, I yeah. saw you. I wasn't sure it was you. I was just like, cause yeah. no one said anything. I'm walking to the hall, Brandon, like literally my ears are in, like the music's starting and I'm like walking. I'm like, I think that was her. Did I look pregnant? Cause I am pregnant. Yes. And congratulations. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. You didn't look pregnant. I'm not allowed to say it. I, I don't think <laughs> yes. I'm supposed to say that. You look, totally looked, allowed you looked, to say like, it. I'm you were glowing. You were glowing beans. <laughs> glowing. Um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i saw you you were, you were right out there and then um so you stuck around for the whole concert too yeah oh yeah, yeah. awesome yeah. music awesome. is like music's my thing like if i could say that anything is my thing i'd say music is and then i'd go maybe sports next and then i would do food <laughs> <laughs> i love it all yeah like i that's usually the three things that i travel for mm. like i go to i used to go to coachella a lot and like go see some of those bands if they had a good lineup um, I've been trying to go to Knotfest, but <laughs> need to find a partner. That's the problem with growing up in Calgary. I don't have a lot of music partners out here that yeah. listen to the same music that I do. And like, I got some people that like, uh, I have a punk band friend that would go with me, but like, they don't want to spend that kind of money usually to go travel <laughs> for music. So mm -hmm. I'm like, this is the only reason why I would travel. <laughs> well, I'm glad Maybe we had to go out there then. Else. Yeah, it was so much fun. And I've been a big fan of Avenged Sevenfold for a long time, too. 
Awesome. I was actually telling my spouse and he's like, what? <laughs> I used to have a crush on M shadows. Uh, used to? Yeah. Used to? Oh yeah. Yeah. Used to. And then, and then you saw him to. two weeks ago and you're no longer having yeah. a crush. Is that, is that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> no. I got a spouse now. Oh, okay. Well, you can still no, have crushes. I, I, I disagree with that. I, you can still have crushes and still be in a relationship. Yeah. Crushes aren't, aren't, you could still find someone attractive and crush on them. I mean, you know. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> I was laughing so hard in the car. Like, I didn't even tell him the story yet. And I was already laughing. He's like, what are you laughing at? And I was like, this is just such a small world sometimes. Like, it really is. Here I am. Like, I forget how old I was. I probably was early 20s. And I'm 35 now. But early 20s and being like, oh, I have this really big crush on this musician. And then all of a sudden, skip forward however many years later, that there I am standing next to him. And it's like, I could literally touch him if I wanted to. (laughs) I'm like, this is so weird. And I'm standing looking at Justin, that's my spouse. And I'm like, I can't tell him here. I'll have to wait until I get to the car. (laughs) But it was, it was funny. It was one of those like small Small moments where I never thought in a million years that would ever happen. Oh, that's so funny. It's so funny. So next time we'll have to we'll have to make sure that next time we're in the same city, whatever, maybe it's not Calgary or whatever, we'll have to yeah. stay in contact. Um, I'm sure Matt would, would love to meet you. I mean, I've always had yeah. a crush on him too, and he met me. Um, and <laughs> no, but uh, you know, he's... He's a big wrestling fan too. Me and me and him are oh, the sweet. are the wrestling fans of the band. So I'm sure oh, he, would, he would he would be honored to meet you. So yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I am going to ask you guys wrestling questions too. <laughs> let's go. Why don't you start? Yeah. Let's get into yeah, the wrestling stuff. Brandon's Brandon's been patiently quiet over there because he hears me talk about music enough. And he's like, <laughs> oh, like whatever. But he's yeah. like, you see his background over there. He's he's real excited to talk some wrestling. So I am. Yeah, that's well, like. You gave your top three. Mine, mine is probably like wrestling, food, music. Yeah, <laughs> it's still the same top three. So I feel like we're gonna get along great. Yeah, yeah those are in my top three, but they're all like even. I think. At, at yeah. like, <laughs> wait, wait. I'm sorry. You replace food with alcohol, and that that that's yeah. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's we fair. can include that in. That's like a part of food. Yeah, that's got to be a part yeah. of the. It's a part of diet, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so let's get into some wrestling, Beans. Like, sure. I mean, obviously, you're part of the Canadian royal family. Like, that's that, yeah. I mean, as we talked at the top of here, you know, a lot of people would. That that was the interesting thing too. That Calvin uh, and Chris and the rest of the guys in Lexus on Fire were telling me it was like, yeah, she she enjoys talking about. It, so you just ask her whatever and like just go with it, and and it's great yeah. because, like we said, I would I would had I not known that I would have been stepping on light water here or whatever it's tiptoeing thank you i want like full i want the full deal like if you want to know something i'll tell you what i know if i know it yeah (laughs) i won't lie to you oh yeah well i mean there's so many things to get to go over in the in the course of you know your dad's history your family's history there's so much you know Oh, what's going on, everyone? Brando here. Haven't been around for a while because I am busy. You know, I'm working five jobs to feed 10 kids. And when it comes to dinner, I'm just looking for an easy way out. But there is a great thing that I have found to make my day a little easier. Factor Meals. Right now, I've got a black pepper and sage pork chop. I'm going to eat it right here on air with you because I want you to hear in real time how good this thing really is. So... It's got a nice little sauce on it, nice grill marks. Like, this thing is ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, 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 shoot. This is some quality 
quality pork right here. The nice thing is, it's healthy. The amount of protein in this meal is broken down for me on the side of the packet. I don't even have to worry about it. I know once I eat this whole thing, my macros are gonna be in balance. This is, this is where I need, this is good. Oh my God. It took two minutes for me to microwave this thing. All I had to do was sign up. Meals get shipped right to my house every week. They have a wide selection to choose from. Dude, they had dill-crusted chicken. They had chili. You wanna check it out? Head over to factormeals.com slash drinkswithj50 and use code drinkswithj50 to get 50% off. That's code drinkswithj50 at factormeals.com slash drinkswithj50 to get 50% off. Yeah. I know, it's a mouthful, but so is this meal. So I'm gonna keep eating it because, man, this is good. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five-star review. If you wanna listen to this show ad-free, head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and become a premium member. You'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests, discounts on merchandise in our shop, and access to our private Discord server where you can chat one-on-one with Johnny Christ himself. Awesome! So stay tuned, stay thirsty, and stay filthy as fuck. There's so much to go off of. I'll just dip the toes in a little bit here and talk about, like, I got to imagine all the wrestlers that came through the dungeon, the famous dungeon, um, mm-hmm. everything, uh, I imagine there's somewhere you had, you were growing up as, as a, as a young girl and there's all the wrestlers in your guys' houses, you know, like yeah. uh, out there. Like, uh, I think Calvin mentioned you calling, uh, Rowdy Piper, uncle Roddy, uh, you know, stuff like that. So like, <laughs> yeah. maybe you could go into, let, let's start in the, in the, you know, your earliest memories of realizing that you're, you're part of this family and there's just all these, you know wrestlers around <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that that's a loaded question right it's my family is obviously all wrestling we are like my grandpa was wrestling my uncles are all wrestling my aunts are married to wrestlers and my dad's wrestlers so like i do have this great appreciation for it that's why i enjoy talking about it so much but like from the dungeon side like when i look at somebody like my grandpa my grandpa was a very like intimidating man because like he was not wrestling the way that I see my dad as a wrestler. Like he was actually wrestling you. And like, yeah, I would see grown men cry out of the dungeon or like, cause every Sunday we'd go up there for, for dinners, like family dinners. So my dad has 11 brothers and sisters. We have a huge family. Yeah. And so there's, I think 36 cousins or I don't even know how many sometimes and I'm like, <laughs> and they're all in Calgary. So most of them are in Calgary, at least I think some of them are now in Florida, like my cousin Natty and stuff, but yeah, like Calgary's always been like that, that place where we all kind of get together. And then Sunday you go to my grandpa's and then all of a sudden you'd be hearing like grown men, like screaming for their life downstairs. And like, that was just normal. That's like, <laughs> I don't know if you, when you went to your grandparents' house, how often you heard grown men crying out of their basement. Not but... grown men, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, talk right? about that like... one a different time. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. um, no, that, that, that is an interesting perspective. And I guess it's earned yeah. its, I mean, you earned the name, the dungeon like that. And, uh, yeah. but I guess like, furthermore on that, are you like sitting there just trying to block it out or is it so common at that point you're just eating talking over it like it's like nothing it kind of depends like so like because i feel like i i was less interested as a kid in the wrestling stuff at least of that age because i would have been you know like seven or eight so i was more interested in playing with my cousins and stuff but like 
my like more of my male cousins they would all go downstairs and watch and they would learn and so you have my cousins like harry um who's the bulldog's son mm -hmm. he'd be down there with my cousin matt and ted and like they would all just be sitting around the mat watching whoever my grandpa was stretching is what we'd call it and like it would just be more of a learning experience and then you also have my uncles down there too maybe trying to give like feedback or lessons on things and like you can see a lot of it like in my dad's documentary wrestling with shadows when there's this scene where my grandpa's stretching that i think he was a german guy and like because there's lots of people that would come in from like european countries and just like stay at my grandpa's for a few days like he had every person you could imagine stay through there um but like he would come down and they always come down with the confidence like oh yeah you're not going to be able to beat me kind of thing and it's like my grandpa will make you screw for your life <laughs> and so like it was just such a weird twisted thing but like there's such a respect there that when and i see it a lot now in my dad that like when i see him in the back at like different wrestling shows or whatever all the younger guys will just corral around him and like all he's doing is giving like technical pointers and like talking about what they should do and like my dad's a visionary and mm -hmm. like he does all of the match planning for my brother's shows like for dungeon wrestling as well oh, and cool. like i think in the initial part phases of when my brother decided to start that i think he was writing more of the storylines and then you can see the difference as soon as my dad like came in and it's like he, he really is like he's just such a visionary when it comes to this art and his craft like i i can't speak volumes about it but like watching all those guys go around my dad like even i was telling the guys when they were at the hitman bar i went to clash of the clans in the uk with my dad it was yeah. the first time i've ever been to the uk um and we were sitting he's like i don't want to go i don't want to go because he's doing autograph sessions for a different promoter okay. so he doesn't like to usually cross over that because he doesn't want to you know conflict of interest kind of right. thing but the promoter said like encouraged him to go kind of thing so he said that he had like a 30 second TV bit and he's like, and then we're going to leave. He's like, I just want to go. I don't want to like a tired kind of thanks been signing all day. And I was like, okay, but like we're in the UK for three days. Like that's it. <laughs> like this is my time. I love wrestling and mm -hmm. I love watching these guys. Like it was uh, edge and um, what's his name? I'm drawing a blank. He's the big Scottish guy. Drew oh, McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like I'm very good friends with both of them. I love them very much. Like I, I grew up with Edge, living in my house, like since I was a kid. He was wow. one of the guys that came out of the dungeon. So mm -hmm. I was like, come on, like trying to convince my dad to stay. And that's where it's like funny because that just shows how much my dad loves wrestling. So we get there to the arena. We go sit down. It's the first time my dad was ever sitting like in the crowd, like in the front row. Yeah. And he's never actually been a fan before like getting getting to see it from like a fan's perspective right. and so we're sitting front row and then drew mcintyre um i didn't even know this until like a little bit later in my or maybe a few years ago so my dad was the one that found drew mcintyre at an autograph session like he was a big fan came up to my dad signed some stuff um and he said like he was interested in wrestling my dad gave him his card and then drew always talks about the story about how he actually called him back like he had, my dad wasn't just like the person that like kind of yeah. blows smoke up your ass he right. actually called him back told him what what he needs to do and like gave him the direction that he wouldn't be here if he hadn't and so i always thought that was a really cool story and then to know that edge 
was living with us since we were kids. Very similar story where we met him in Toronto and then like helped build Edge and Christian up. And it's like, so there we are sitting front row where both those guys are headlining the Clash of Clans like pay-per-view. And like I'm videoing my dad like just because like he's in awe he's never seen this perspective before he's not sitting on the back booths on the little cases or anything watching it off a tv thing because that's why he hates going to those shows he'd prefer to watch it off his own tv right it's just easier right totally like he gets more of the experience but this time he's sitting in the crowd he had enough security around him that nothing was going to happen but it was the most surreal thing and i'm like you just made like two guys whose favorite wrestler because my dad is their both their favorite wrestler you're sitting in the crowd of a sold out event in the UK and like they've never been here before. Like it just was such a surreal experience. And so like, those are the things that like money just can't buy you. Like I really don't believe that they can buy you. Like that was the best. And my dad, we ended up staying for the whole show. Yeah. I saw that (laughs) actually. I'm glad you brought it up because I was, I watched that pay-per-view and that funny enough, I was like, I've never seen Brett sit yeah. ringside like that. And like, yeah. yeah and, and then Tyson Fury was there too. I, yeah. I saw you guys took some pictures with him and, and, and got to yeah. meet him and stuff. And, <laughs> and speaking of Drew though, too, like you mentioned uh, your dad's biography. I haven't seen the one you mentioned. I've, I, I did watch yeah. a couple months ago. I got caught up on the A&E biography. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the, the two hour one on there and Drew McIntyre talks a bit, a bit in there. And like, he's like, if you watch closely and they even showed it, um, yeah, a lot of my moves, I I'm trying to channel Brett, you know, like, like his, yeah. his kip ups and stuff like that, or like, like, and the way that he falls is totally. like, he's, he's trying to do it as, as, as the best there is, the best there was and the best there ever will be did it. You know? <laughs> so it's like, it's yeah. pretty cool. I mean, to, and obviously, you know, Brett and, and the entire family have been revered for many, many years over as we talked about. So it's like, yeah, it's gotta be a little bit old hat, but for me, I, I it, it's got to be cool too to be part of that family and see yeah. like everyone just look up to uh somebody you know yeah. look up to you guys like that or look up to the the whole family really well i never really know how to describe like my family's dynamic like when people like ask or like oh you're some people see my dad as a professional athlete some people see my dad as an entertainer some people see him as an actor and mm-hmm. it's like i feel like wrestling is like this weird piece of entertainment that fits all the molds of that it's so beautiful in that way that's what i love that's what i love about wrestling me and brandon have talked about that since the beginning it's like and i my wife is not a big wrestling fan she 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 didn't grow up with brothers or anything like that she was so so (laughs) she didn't she wasn't exposed to it but now she is you know because i'm a big fan and i have a six-year-old son who's a huge wrestling fan Um, yeah and uh yeah so it's it's just it's interesting because i try to tell her i'm like just watch a little bit of it like I understand some of it if you're coming into it in, you know, your late thirties for the first time ever, you know, you might not yeah. latch onto it as we did when we were kids. Right. But I'm like, but you yeah. got to try and have the open mind about this and understand that like, yeah, it's a little ridiculous at times, but it's also a little serious at times. It's also a little yeah. bit yeah. like, and there's so much going on. There's something for everybody there. You just have to yeah. find what it is totally. that you're going to latch onto and then you'll fall into the rest of it. I think, cause it is a buffet yeah. of entertainment and like, who yeah. doesn't, who doesn't like a buffet? Who doesn't like right? a buffet? Like, come on. Yeah, dude. It checks all the boxes. Seriously. Yeah. If you yeah. want drama, you got drama. If you want the action, you got the action. Entertainment, it's yeah. there. Comedy, it's there. Like, yeah, pro yeah. wrestling is just that. And the it's impressive nature and the impressive nature of the athleticism, too. I mean, yeah. if you're just yeah. a sports fan or, you know, like anything, like 
you can latch onto it from that too. If you like yeah. learn about what they're really doing, like what they're do- like, like what beans is here is saying like legit shit in the, in the, in the dungeon with Stu, just like wrapping people yeah. up and, and making them cry, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, and I always like, when I was talking to Chris and them at my dad's bar, I made like some very self-deprecating humor <laughs> and I was making these jokes. Cause like I do work for EMS work for ambulances. And so my job is already chaotic enough and people are like, oh, aren't you worried about what you, what kind of calls you take or whatever? And I'm like, do you know what kind of family I grew up in? (laughs) My family, I was like, I got PTSD a long time ago. And so Chris and them, I think they're a little taken back on what I said because I'm joking, of course. But I was like, it was such a confusing lifestyle to be Bret Hart's daughter. And I was like, because like one second my dad was so loyal to the business is what i always talk about like the kayfabe and all of that stuff like that was all real to him mm-hmm. so growing up like the feud between my uncle owen and him that was real real right. and right. like so when sunday dinners they wouldn't eat together so when we all go out to my grandpa's like they still stayed in character so much and then i would be even confused at, even at your grandpa's house huh oh yeah Oh, yeah. In front of family members at the airport. My dad actually tells a funny story um, about how he was at the airport. And I guess security stopped him and my uncle on who weren't talking. They weren't talking on whatever part of the storyline. And then uh, they're like, we're going to give you an extra security check or whatever. And I think they're running behind. They're going to miss their flight kind of thing. And then my dad whispered to my uncle Owen, like in the lineup. And then the security guys burst out and they're like, we knew it. We knew you guys talked. Uh, (laughs) They tried to sandbag him the whole time. And he's like, we knew it. And he's Uh, like, now you guys can go. And my dad's like, we almost missed our flight. Just just for you to prove a point. You dicks. Yeah, like what the heck? By the way, what a great great rivalry that was. Like what a great storyline. Like, I mean, that was, and and at the time it was Battle of the Belts too. Um, Yeah. yeah, I mean, I remember watching that and like, man, it's such... I, I, I do I do want to say I think some of my favorite storylines have involved uh, someone from the Hart uh, family a lot of, uh, yeah. over the years when you, t- when you talk about it. I mean I mean even getting into the Montreal screw job and, and everything yeah. like that too I mean and the rivalry before that where it oh, was that build up was great the build up yeah. that, that got yeah. that got him to that point you know yeah I mean it, it was so funny as a kid to watch when WWF at the time not WWE as it is now but WWF yeah. at the time would go into Canada and all the hearts were baby faces. But then at the time yeah. they'd go into the, the, the American arenas and they were heels for the first time. Oh, not for the first yeah. time. I guess the heart foundation with uh, Anvil was originally a uh, heel yeah. tag team as well. But like yeah. for me, like I kind of missed that era a little bit, you know, cause I was more in the eighties. Sure. By the time I was a, a, a heart fan, uh, it was all babyface from that point, you know, just yeah. excellence of execution. Like we're going, we're going in leather jackets, yeah. great music videos every once in a while. Th- those were always fun. <laughs> yeah. See that if you, when you do get to meet my dad one day, make sure you ask him about gym stories. Gym stories are always the best stories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you have any gym stories? I remember being like the one that always stands up to me is going to my grandpa's for Sunday dinner because my uncle Jim was married to my aunt Ellie, my mm-hmm. dad's sister. So he was my uncle. Yeah. But you'd see my auntie Diana braiding my uh, uncle Davy's hair, doing the actual like cornrow braids. Wow. They remember did, that? Of I can't. I, before we go on to, I love that story. And I don't <laughs> need to cut it off, but like 
I just want to point out to all the listeners and Brandon at home, like, you got to picture this. This is at Sunday. They're doing the right. raids. This isn't some, right. they're not in some dressing yeah. room, like with all the lights and like someone's just yeah. back there, like dolling them up. Yeah. This is like getting yeah. ready for it at, 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 at Grandpa Stu's house. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. That's awesome. Well, my grandpa's house, like I, if I can find a picture, which I will, but it used to be an old military hospital. So mm-hmm. like, if you can envision, like it was very industrial looking, like almost like a commercial kitchen. Like wow. the, even like the tiles on the floor and the way that the kitchen was like, it had the big sprayers. If you're in the back kind of thing, like doing dishwashing. Um, and they had like a big butchering board. So like, it was very, very like commercial style. And so you have to imagine that's where we would be sitting. And then my aunt's, you know, doing Davy's braids. And then Jim would be sitting there because everybody would corral around my grandpa the same way that I see it today when people corral around my dad at like a dinner table or anything and they started asking him questions about wrestling or what they should do or about their shows that are coming up and like so you have wrestlers from various different backgrounds not even just my uncles that are sitting there like there's german guys that are coming in and there's midget wrestlers that are there and it's like i'm for the longest time i didn't even know that a midget was an offensive term yeah <laughs> because well, it wasn't I'd at the time i mean that, that just changes and it wasn't at the time yeah, it's, it, it becomes derogatory yeah. over the years like we, we, yeah. we and you just try real quick on that. We'll just we'll we'll just nip that in the bud too because it's like <laughs> like you can't hold it against people too much if the you get we got to read into what the context is. You know, it, totally. where's, where's your heart at? Are you yeah. ignorant yeah. to the fact that you can't keep up with everybody changing yeah. changing what the words mean? Sure. Like, yeah. Try to be sensitive when you can. And say, oh, I fucked up. I'm not going to say that yeah. again. Sorry, but like. Yeah understand totally. where my heart was in when i said it you know what i mean like yeah. it's a context yeah. let's, let's let's have yeah. a little context people yeah oh, fuck it totally. two episodes ago i i said i saw a midget wrestling show i did two days ago they had one at the yeah. county fair it was great but yeah i called it midget it's micro <laughs> micro is the term now. micro right? is the term now yeah. dwarf and yeah. Yeah. but i swear like when i talk to the midget wrestlers today <laughs> like there's one named little buffalo <laughs> and he he calls himself midget yeah. So it's so like it's, some it of them do, some of them don't. Like it just yeah. So you, it's you know, like it is anyway. contact. Anyway, you so you even have so you even have some of the micro micro wrestlers. I'll 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 say it oh, that yeah. way. Uh, <laughs> as the host, micro, as so. the host, and I am micro. I am micro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Beans yeah. looked down at me as I walked by. She looked up at her crush and then looked down at me. Yeah. And was like oh, I don't even think that guy's in the band. Uh, but yeah. Oh so you're so let's get back yeah. to the story. At, yeah. at the at the yeah. at the dinner table, you got all sorts of different wrestlers from around the world, including uh some of the some of the micro wrestlers. Yeah, and, like and then I remember my uncle Jim, he because he always did, he played with his goatee. Oh, and then finally just being a kid, because like I wasn't necessarily scared of him. But like usually when my grandpa is talking, you listen to my grandpa, especially because he was really hard of hearing. Mm. And so I remember just once I just reached over and it just grabs. I just had to feel it myself. He let me do it once and then I went in again. He's like, that's the only second time you'll ever get to do that. And I always have remembered that story that like he scared me and then I knew he was just joking. But how he was old were you at the time? I had to be like six or seven. Nice. Like I was, it was very young, young enough to be like, "Uh oh, did I do something bad?" And it's like, but still old enough to be like, "No, that's your uncle." Like, yeah. chill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's what, what, what would you I give remember. Brandon to be able to to stroke Jim uh, Daniel Nineheart's beard? It'd be fun. Actually, I designed a shirt for him years ago when uh, WrestleMania was in New Orleans. He was at WrestleCon. Oh, okay. I got to, to design one of his tees. It was cool. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure my dad was at that one. 
with oh, his wife. Nice. Yeah, I'm pretty sure because they they went to New Orleans. But my dad always comes home Dave's show. So oh, like really? if you yeah, he usually goes to the wrestle cons and stuff, and yeah. then he tried to get home in time to watch the show from his house. Yeah, except for, <laughs> except for when he was sense. in the UK. <laughs> yes, yeah. except for when he was in the UK because he couldn't. Yeah, but it was such a short trip. It was honestly it was the, the coolest thing that I think I've ever witnessed. So in that too, when you said uh, uh, you you were staying with your dad, uh, Chris and and Calvin said that you that Brett had uh, your father just flown in too from detroit was he in detroit for a SummerSlam and then like came back yeah. that day to watch okay yeah, yeah. just oh, nice. as you described so, like, it okay yeah like otherwise i would have actually tried to bring my dad to the lexus show because i didn't know that they're huge fans of my dad and it's like i could probably get him in the back and at least like to say hi but he'd just been flying all day because he had to fly from he had to drive from detroit to windsor and then fly back from windsor to calgary oh, and so like yeah, a lot. so he had like an annoying flight kind of day, mm-hmm. and so it's like I hate to bother him when he's tired. But yeah, I came up and he was sure enough watching SummerSlam as soon as I was getting the glasses signed. That's so rad. <laughs> yeah, but that's just who he is. So the Alexis on Fire guys, none of them have met your father yet. Um, no, Dal has. Dal's um, awesome. yeah, Dal has, and mostly because like Alexis on Fire took a really big break for a while. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and then the few shows that they have played since, like, I think my dad's either been out of town and, or, um, it was at the stampede. Like I know like last year they're here for the stampede and there's no way that my dad would be able to get onto the grounds without being mauled. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so there's just way too many people down there for him. That's cool. Well, I, I just want to, I, I'm a little bummed that Dallas, uh, Dallas, I met. Cause I was going to say like, it would be really cool if I get to meet, meet him before anyone else. Like <laughs> even they, they, they did the introduction to you. So that would just be fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was. I was actually laughing when, um, Dal met him. Cause it was like, I knew that Dal was a fan, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize that Dal was a fan until he met my dad. Cause it was like, he sat down, he's like SummerSlam 93. Like he had like all the things, <laughs> he had everything, like he just went into it. And I was like, okay, like, and I mean, I have a respect for that again, that like he didn't wait or like tiptoe around him. And so instead he went in hard and like, I asked him the questions that my dad wants to talk about. So I was like, okay, I can leave you two up to it. So Ah, that's fantastic. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, when you're, how much did you know was kayfabe or, uh, reality going on with a lot of the over the years. I mean, you were younger. I mean, when we're talking about things that I already mentioned, like the Montreal screw job, I'm sure it's been talked yeah. about till, till the cows come home on that one. But um, when you're that young, are you are you are you privy to information about the storylines happening, or are you kind of mm-hmm. like in the dark and feeling it for like like a fan would and feeling it to be quite real? I guess. Yeah, like I would say. So like kind of circling back to my original point about like the PTSD thing is um, my uncle Owen, I always think of like my dad and my uncle Owen's feud and going to my grandpa's and being confused. But then my uncle Owen being over on Saturday at our house and they're talking, but then in front of people, they're not talking at my grandpa's and being like, wonder what he did. Like in the last 24 hours that like my dad's so mad at him for like it being confused by that. But then like where I always make the joke that I really did probably get PTSD is my dad was so loyal to that business that when 
Uh, he fought Stone Cold at WrestleMania 13. Um, and like he's bleeding everywhere. Yeah. I'm in the crowd. And so I remember like Stone Cold, he'd come over. He came over a few times before like that match occurred, um, probably throughout the year to like discuss things. And then I think we even went to a, did like a wrestling cruise thing. And like, again, they had to sit on opposite sides of the table. And it's like being confused by all those small pieces because like getting along with Stone Cold's daughter. Why is like, <laughs> why are my our parents so angry at each other and not understanding? And it's also not really being explained either. And so then I remember like right before WrestleMania 13, because we're sitting in the front row, um, my dad and Steve, they like high five kind of thing. Like their buddies in the back, like raises the curtains there. And then all of a sudden we get taken to our seats. And then all of a sudden, like there's my dad, like basically brutalizing somebody in the ring is like how I see that. And like being a kid, and so it flashes to me. If you ever watch that match, it'll flash to me as a kid, and I'm the one that's covering my face, and I'm crying because it's like Steve's a friend. Like, why are you making him bleed? Like, look at you did essentially, but like they, my dad never explained it. That's so weird because I do remember watching that. I remember watching it vividly, and they went to your to the family a few times on the shots and yeah. mentioned it and be like, "Oh, this brutality," and like oh, you yeah. know, I believe it was Jr. was still uh, yeah. Uh, 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 commentating at the time, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was, I remember that. And, and that was incredible because Stone, Stone Cold Steve didn't, didn't tap out no matter what. Like, yeah, he just wouldn't match. tap out. That was an yeah. incredible yeah. match. Well, Dude. and my dad still has the blade. Like, so in part of the Hitman bar, like, one of the coolest parts of <clears throat> the bar, in my opinion, is like, there's this framed picture of my dad has him in the sharpshooter, he's bleeding all over the face. It's a very famous picture. Mm -hmm. But my dad always kept the blade because my dad was the one that cut Steve, stored it in his mouth. And so when he was ready, because Steve was too, no, I don't want to say too scared, because obviously it's Steve Austin, I don't think he's scared very much, but he didn't want to cut himself. He was scared that he would screw it up. And my dad asked him to trust him and that my dad could do it. And he's had, like, had, Steve, and so had Steve not uh, uh, done any color work before? I don't think so. Not on himself, maybe, is mm. like what I'm understanding. That would be something you sh would have to probably ask my dad. Like, I, mean, I just know that my dad was the one that stored it. Either right. it was in his rib or his mouth. I'm pretty sure it was his mouth because he spits it out. Mm. Yeah. And then you can, like, see him. Like, if you ever have the opportunity to watch my dad narrate this match, it's such a beautiful thing. Because he'll tell you each, like, high point where it's like, this is where I spit the thing. It's like, oh, okay, now I, I'm seeing it. And so it's like, he does it. And then he had like the perfect cut, he said, that it bled just enough, but like, it wasn't going to hurt him. And so he has that blade still, and it's framed in a picture, and it's signed by Stone Cold Steve Austin and stuff. And so that's cool. at the Hitman bar. And it's it's such a cool thing. It's one of my favorite things to to see. But like circling back again to that, not knowing that, it wasn't real or like my dad never told us that. And like, he still, I think even after the match, like seeing me upset, he still was loyal to the fact that that was real. He needed us to believe that it was real. And then I told Chris and them at the Hitman bar, I was like, I used to get made fun of as a kid because people would be like, Oh, what your dad does is fake. What your dad does is fake. And then you come you home and you go, dad, everybody's saying that what you do is fake. And then all yeah. of a sudden it'd be like, well, no, it's not fake. It's it's as real as real gets. Go back to school and it's like, no, it's as real as real gets. And, you know, I would see my aunts pulling out staples from my dad's head or like, he would have stitches, his knee injuries. And so, like, 
I believed him when he said it was real because the injuries are real when he's at home with his family. And it's oh, like, yeah. so like, how do I defend that? And like, finally think like years went on and I literally, I always make fun of my decks. I'm like, I waited far too long to know that wrestling was fake. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. a great age when I started to figure it out. And um, I finally <laughs> yeah. like, dad, you got to tell me if this is real or fake. And he's like, listen, the athleticism is real. He's like, you have to be an athlete in order to do this. And there's a beautiful art to this. Mm-hmm. He's like, but the storylines somewhat might not be real. And I was like, okay, I'm almost like 14. <laughs> now you're telling me this? Like, I was so upset. I'm like, are you out of your mind? Like, it just so much of a bozo I look like. It, it does, it does. <laughs> like, not, like I, that is some dedication though, Brandon. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking yeah, about it is. from like my perspective of like, like if my son saw like obviously not on the same level of my son like he gets to separate me being on stage versus me being you know yeah. stay at home dad but like yeah. i would explain yeah. it to him and be like well when i'm up there i'm 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 entertaining so i'm you know i'm going to you know grab my crotch flip somebody off blow kisses do whatever yeah. it is i'm doing on stage yeah. But that's yeah. like, that's my persona over there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. I, I explained it to him. I could only imagine just walking by him and just letting him try and figure it out for himself and to be like, yeah, it is what it right? is. <laughs> well, yeah. and then I like, I've kind of tried to take the same approach with my son. Like my son is eight. And yeah. Like he, he hasn't really been able to put it together, which is interesting. Like he likes wrestling, but, and he'll see Grampy, which is my dad on the screen. Grampy. And then all of a sudden he's like, what is Grampy doing? Like, why, why doesn't he look like that anymore? <laughs> like, you know, like, just kind of questioning everything. And then it's like, he's starting to figure out like, oh, Grampy was actually like a big deal. And now it's starting to like hit him in a lot of different ways, like him and my nephew, Bo, who is the same age. And like, now they're wrestling. They love Rey Mysterio. Like they think it's just the coolest exactly. thing. Like Gray got to go. That's my son's name, Grayson. Um, he got to go to WrestleMania for the first time this year, and he's like, just absolutely mind blown. And it's so like, good. right? And it was, it was a fantastic. Like, I love going to WrestleManias. That's my thing. I love going to SummerSlams too. Those are my two favorite shows to like go to. And like, I tried to explain to my spouse who hasn't also been to a WrestleMania before, has like, I don't know if you're prepared. Like, this isn't going to be like a house show. Oh yeah, this is different. This is next level. Like this isn't like a concert either. Like this is Mm -hmm. just next level entertainment. Like you got fireworks, you got famous people everywhere. Like and I don't know. (laughs) I didn't know how he was gonna take to it, (laughs) but he actually did so well. And like he got to hang out and he got the full experience. It's in Los Angeles, like it was in Los Angeles this year. And I'm like, it was just Brandon missed it, but uh, I got to take my son. And uh, our, oh, other, yeah. uh, our yeah. other co-host on the show is not here today. Uh, yeah, got to take it. We we all took our kids. So it was two nights. Obviously, we got yeah. a suite in the first night. Brought a, brought a bunch of kids and had had that kind of fun. And then the second yeah. night, I was like, "No kids. It's all adults. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna yeah. party in that suite while we <laughs> yeah. watch while we it's watch our this. Time. It's our time. Yeah. So it was fun. It was. And, oh, actually, the second night, Matt uh, ended up bringing his two kids. So they're, oh, yeah. they're, and they they hadn't been to anything like it too. They're, all the kids, just like you said, like with, with your son yeah. and, and nephew too, like, like it's being able to see it through the kid's eyes again now. Like, I don't know if it might be different for you because you're part of the family yeah. and everything. But like for yeah. me, like I grew up loving it. Talk about kayfabe, believing it, everything like that. Yeah. And, 
and then learning at a certain point that it's all sh- that the, the, the shoot aspect of it. And yeah. And then going through and then like you have like times, I don't know, maybe not for you because you're again, you are part of the family. But there was a time yeah. when I stopped watching or paying attention as much, you know, yeah. you tune in a little bit, but it wasn't every week like it was for me right. for a while. Yeah. And then you come back to it now. I'm coming back to it now with seeing it through my son's eyes, you know, and yeah. and he's he's just a big wrestling fan now. And it's so cool. Yeah. Like all day, all morning, we'll we'll throw on AEW or WWE and get caught up because yeah. I don't really watch it live. It's, you know, I, yeah. I usually record it. Um and he's just wrestling like one of my big pillows on my bed, like yeah. like the whole time. And I'm just like, <laughs> and I'm remembering when I was his age doing the same shit, watching WWF Saturday uh, superstars yeah. uh, oh, right dude. before yeah. right before the monster trucks would come on. Like that was yeah. like that was like my my Saturday mornings is the same thing, and it's just so yeah. so neat to see. Yeah, it is. It's it comes full circle. Because at first I was like, maybe Gray's not going to be interesting. Now it's like, as soon as he went to WrestleMania, it's game over. Is he? Like, I you, hope I didn't put the expectation too high. <laughs> like, this isn't going to be every week. <laughs> Do you think that uh, he's, I mean, obviously, I, I guess this is a question here. Um, in your family, do you guys uh, ever push anyone to follow the wrestling career? Or is it kind of like, here it is if you want it? Or like, or do you guys kind of like, do you kind of push away? Is it like one of the three, right? Is it like you well, embrace it, you push it away, or do you just, if they discover it on their own? Would, yeah, like I would say my, like my cousins were a lot more interested in the wrestling aspect than we were, like actual wrestling, like getting mm-hmm. in to be wrestlers. Right. Um, but we've always been tied to it somehow. So like, even when my dad was not involved as much just because of Vince stuff and like WCW stuff, um, we still loved it. Like, and we still are active in it. Now my brother is starting his promotion, which like I was going to say, like, he'd be a great person for you to talk to. Because like, he does have a lot of these wrestlers that are coming in for his promotion. Um, I'm trying to think of some of their names, like Moose is one. Um, oh, I know Moose. He was on the, yeah, the he was on the, uh, uh, the narrative with, uh, with EC3. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I, Chris Huss, I think it's Chris or Curtis Hussey. Mm-hmm. Chris Hussey. This Fandango. That's how uh, I think uh, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, they've been coming down, and then Aldous, Altus. I always want to say Aldous Snow, but that's no, that's not. <laughs> that, 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 Aldous Snow yeah, that, is amazing. Awesome. Though. for getting Sarah Marshall <laughs> and get him to the Greek. Yeah. <laughs> well, the so Sorrow nice. Suckers. My the Sorrow Suckers is the yeah, best name this. for the groupies I've ever heard in my life, by the way. Right? <laughs> I was like, how do we do that with Avenge? Like, the yeah. sucking sevenfold? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But it's like he sevenfold has these guys coming down. It's good. <laughs> uh, that's that's good stuff. Yeah, but he would. He's like we all have like a different perspective, mm-hmm. like from the wrestling. Like I'd say my sister's the least, I guess, interested in it because it scares her. <laughs> but then, and she's the oldest, which is funny. And so she's the oldest, and she can't watch it. Like we were watching Edge do a cage match once, and he, there's tacks everywhere. She thinks that he's dying. I was like, "Okay, man." It's, you're old enough now. Like you know that it's not real. <laughs> like he's fine. <laughs> she's like, I can't watch this, and like I just always remember it gives her too much anxiety. But then, like Blade, my youngest brother, he is like my dad's protege. He's the one that like would have been in the back dressing room the most. He would have mm-hmm. the most interesting stories from like 
I guess being a kid and like following my dad around, he's always the one holding the flag behind my dad. Like, oh, you know, he was just okay. his like protege. I know, I know, I know who you're talking about now then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen like that, that many times. Yeah. And he looks just like my dad and mm-hmm. like, he's very animated, like Blade. I'm so surprised that Blade didn't actually get into wrestling because I always say like your dad's number one fan. He's wow. always so wearing, we're always wearing something Bret Hart. And then I'm pretty sure at work, most people are like, wow, she must be like a huge wrestling fan because lots of people don't know who my dad they is. And it's like, that's funny. Yeah. They don't and know that that's your dad that you're wearing on your shirt? Yeah, no. And they, and and then, it, yeah, that's, that's awesome. That is awesome yeah. right there. Yeah, I one of my favorite stories, like, because eventually, like, if somebody does, like, say something, like, I'll always, like, admit that it's my dad, like, I'm not hiding anything. But there's this guy that's, like, avid wrestling fan who I'm really good friends with now. But he even had my dad as his background on his computer oh and not realizing that he's working with me. And then somebody, <laughs> like, comes over to me and, like, hits me. And they're like, hey, he has your dad as his background. And it's, like, his Facebook picture, like, he's a mega fan. And yes. I'm like, oh, okay. So, like, what do I do? I just, I think I went to his desk and I took a pair of the sunglasses. Oh, and I was cool. like, hey, just so you know, like, I'm his daughter. And he was just so mortified. Like, he could not believe, <laughs> like, he could not believe that he had this stuff all up and, like, had no expectation of meeting me, didn't even know that I worked there. And then it's like, I just went up to him and he's like, we've been really close because he listens to a lot of heavy metal now too. And so, well, he always has. And so he's actually one of my concert partners that I always take to like go to my weird concerts. (laughs) But like, I always think it's funny, like to be able to deliver that. And it's like in those instances, like I can see he doesn't want to talk about wrestling because he thinks that it's going to be too much. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, well, if you won't, then I will. Like, and I just bring it out of them. (laughs) It's like, then they realize pretty quickly that that we can talk all day about wrestling. Yeah. It's funny how people like try to hide their fandom about wrestling. And it's weird because people don't do that about anything else. But like pro wrestling, people try to hide that fact. It's like, dude, if you like wrestling, fuck it. Wrestling's yeah. awesome, you know? <laughs> yeah, why not just say it? Yeah. <laughs> I want to know who your favorite wrestlers are. Like, I do care. <laughs> and, like, I usually can go toe-to-toe because I think most people expect me not to actually know a lot about wrestling. So maybe they do think, like, okay, Bret Hart's daughter, and, like, she probably knows just, like, the top-tier guys. But it's, like, I still go to indie shows in Calgary. Nice. And, like, I go and, like, try and see what's, like, happening. Like, my good friends are indie wrestlers, too, and it's, like, I actually love the sport the way that my family raised me to love the sport. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I don't just care about like the show business part of it. And like, I don't watch wrestling as much as I used to. And I, th- I think a lot of the storylines is the reason for that. But like, I did start to get into it again in the last like say five years. And like, I like the USO storyline right now that's oh, happening. It's so like, good. It's, it's so good. Right? Yeah. Well, it's I even really asked good. my dad. I was like, "Is Jay really gone?" He's like, "Get." <laughs> Like, go, go downstairs. <laughs> like, well, I just want to make sure because, like, I really like him. Wait, so would you ask, like, would you ask your dad that? Like, I didn't realize, is your dad still uh, working with, does he still have a lot of inside information with WWE? And I feel like he would, and but he still wouldn't tell me. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, so he's still so loyal that, like, even my cousin natty and stuff like i believe that like if i went to her and said like hey i need to know like this is keeping me up at night she probably would stay very loyal like that's yeah, just how we way. were raised that's but awesome. i'm like always trying to look between the lines like okay i can read off of your face. isn't that but isn't that great though like so you get to do it in a different way because you just described it yeah. like you're literally talking to your dad or, or, your, or your cousin yeah. or someone and you're like 
getting a read on their face. Me and Brandon, as, as just fans, we do this all the time. We get on the phone and talk to each other and try and figure yeah. out what it is in between the lines. Like, so right. where are they yeah. going with this? Which part of, which part yeah. of it is, because like you, you always hear it, a lot of the stories are um, based on reality, just turned up to 11, right? So it's like yeah. you, you, you get that and you try and figure out as a wrestling fan, what's the original yeah. story here? Like, what is this yeah. that, that, they, that they've expanded upon? You know, so it's totally. just, it's fun. It's such, that's the other aspect that we're talking about being wrestling fans. And though like, if you're not a wrestling fan, you don't understand. Like it's not just a buffet of watching the entertainment. This is like, yeah. this is fantasy booking was way before fantasy football. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like this yeah. was like something that we always got yeah. to discuss as big wrestling fans yeah. as, or wrestling nerds, however you want to call it, where you just like get on the yeah. phone and, with your buddies and you're like, no, nah, <laughs> this is what I think is going to happen next. And like, yeah. that, like, well, what if we could get, uh, these two yeah. guys in the ring together right now, you know, like, yeah, that's super fun. Yeah. Well, I think that's the fun part too, is like, once you figure out that like kayfabe is a thing and you get past that, it's not like when you realize Santa isn't real and like, now you're <laughs> bummed out. Like there's a whole yeah. other fucking side of it now because it's like, yeah. like you just alluded to, what is the story behind this? Where are they going to go with this? And you, you try to do the fantasy booking around it. I think it, it yeah. just, it's a whole nother level to it, which it, it just makes wrestling a buffet for everyone. I, I love and it. Like I am very like grateful and thankful that my family has kept that loyalty and like the kayfabe. They easily could tell me what's going on. Like even my cousin TJ, who's married to Natty, Mm-hmm. he does a lot of the storylines so mm-hmm. like i for sure could get an insider insight if he was willing to give it to me but like at the end of the day it kind of ruins it all like if yeah. i were to do it yeah and like he i think that tj's loyalty he would never tell me like he just <laughs> he grew up in our family like uh, him and natty didn't just meet in wrestling like tj's from calgary too i was calling him a cousin far before him and natty even dated oh what they were yeah oh that's that's crazy yeah, so he was my cousin Matt's best friend, like and since they were kids, and he was at my grandpa's Sunday dinners every every week. And that's how like they got since together. we were small, small kids, and so, and like I don't know why, like where TJ actually was from in Calgary, because he was just always there. And my cousin Matt passed away when he was really young; he was yeah. sixteen from flesh eating disease. Jesus. And um, yeah, but TJ still came. Like even past that, like TJ was always there. And so then I think like once he got older, he started dating Natty and their first true loves, like they've been together forever. Wow. But he was like, since we were small, small kids, he was cousin TJ. He's that's just another so guy. Yeah. Yeah. Another guy at the house that's somehow related. That's how I looked at that. And then not realizing he's not blood related. Yeah. <laughs> Natty figured that one out first, right? Yeah. Yeah. She had to, to, she had to go in hot. It's like, I remember being young enough because Natty's quite a bit older than me, but I remember being young enough being like, so wait a second, she's dating our cousin. <laughs> like it was something that crossed my mind. Like it was like, no, TJ's not blood related. I'm like, Are you sure? I'm Are like, you sure? Possible? Are you possible? This whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they funny. really are. Like my cousin Natty and TJ are like, I couldn't speak any higher than two individuals, like aside from like obviously my dad and stuff, but they are such humble, kind, will do whatever they can for you to like put a smile on your face people and like i felt so bad the smackdown was just here last week and i actually yeah. did my gender reveal at smackdown natty helped me 
so like she wore the colored glasses of what the if it was a boy or girl and so it's a boy yeah <laughs> but congrats but she by came the way i did it. see that on on your instagram as well and, and everything yeah so i was that. so pumped like i feel like i'm a boy mom <laughs> so this is <was> a good <laughs> thing for me <laughs> but natty just their willingness to help me in all of that and That's like so cool you know, take my son and my niece and my nephew up on the ramp and like give them that like full scale experience. Like, cause they still are so young that they don't really understand that like, this is their family that right. is doing it. Instead, they're like, Oh my God, why are we going up here? Like, we don't like, we're so special kind of thing. Like how <laughs> can we be so, so cool. special? Right. Yeah. And it's like to give them that and like the nerves that go along with that. Like I remember getting that kind of treatment when I was a kid and like, I'm sure that you've done some really cool stuff with your son too. And it's like, yeah, bringing my son. You can't buy it. No, you can't and buy it. You get stuff. to see that, that joy and happiness out of them. And I think yeah. that's, that's the coolest part, you know, like, uh, this is actually a good transition for it too. Um, uh, I befriended a lot of the guys over in AEW, um, over yeah. the, over the, and I saw you guys, you went to their, uh, yeah. their, their last showing there too. Um, uh, you, you mentioned like the cool things to get to do for, for your son, like, Going to WrestleMania in the suite was amazing, right? But when we go yeah. to AEW, um, I befriended uh, Darby Allen over there. He comes and stays yeah. at the house now. He came on the show oh, like so years ago, and now he's like he's yeah. he's just a homie now. Like he's just a straight up homie. Yeah. But he's come over with the TNT title. My son's gotten to hold it and stuff. I've got pictures yeah. of him at like three and a half, four years old holding it, and I'm like, you have no yeah. idea how fucking great right. this is right now. Like, yeah, it, it was like because like it's funny because I've I've said this to my friends and family before. For him, he's looking up at Darby, who's the TNT champion in a new in a newer company, yeah. um, not exactly the same scale. But for him, it's like if your father came over to my house with the Intercontinental title at that time. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm like totally. that would have been like the same. That's like the equivalent. So it's like yeah. seeing that. I'm like giving that to him and stuff. And I I really like the AEW product. I th I don't think. Yeah. I think it's different. It's it's another yeah. addition to the yeah. buffet. It's not. Yeah. It's a completely different style of 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 promotion, in my opinion. Yeah. And uh, it is. And I but and it, and it's awesome to be able to see that. And I just wanted to get your perspective on that too, because obviously, you know, your family was always super loyal with uh, the WWF, as we talked about until until the inevitable uh, Montreal <laughs> screw job, and then going over yeah. to B Bischoff and WCW, which uh, from what I've heard on different podcasts didn't work out too well, Eric and, uh, nope. and, and yeah. your father did not get along very well during that time. Uh, uh, so yeah, it's, uh, I just, I wonder what the family and your perspective is on a new company. Like, I mean, cause AEW's just, just did their 200th episode of dynamite. They're only five years in now. Is it now four or five yeah. years? And that's a, that's still yeah. a brand new company. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like, if you ask me who my favorite wrestlers are, I usually obviously say somebody like my dad or Steve Austin, if you're looking old school, but yeah. then like new school, it'd be edge or it'd be Mark Henry. So Mark, Mark Henry. Henry's are the, yeah. Mark Henry's with AEW. So yeah. if he's with AEW, I'm with AEW. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love Mark Henry. Like I, I really do. I have the softest spot for him in my heart. So like he, he also trained at the, the dungeon as well. Okay. So like grew up around him. I don't think I knew he's that. He's just such a kind man. And like, I, I don't know. I have the biggest soft spot for him. And he, since he's been doing AEW, I always heard the AEW shows are really good. And so I like, everybody's like, Oh, you got to go down to Las Vegas to see them. Cause I think they were only in Las Vegas for a bit there. Yeah. They go, they, they go every year now. Um, end of May, right. Or is it beginning of May, Brandon? 
yeah, it's somewhere double or nothing. Double or nothing is, yeah. is always, we, we, we went out there and had a bunch of the wrestlers come over. We got an Airbnb a couple of years ago and had a bunch yeah. of wrestlers come over on the AEW roster and yeah. did the show there. Fun. And we always laugh yeah. about Tony Khan, who I've had on the show too. And I text it. He's a yeah. really, he's a really great guy. Uh, he, <laughs> he's, he gets so excited and like it was off camera, but he's like in the crowd going like, we're coming back here every year forever. Yeah. And he's going nuts yeah. about how they're always going to do yeah. double or nothing at the T-Mobile yeah. over there. And I'm like, that's it was cool. like, it was like the old Terry Funk where it's just forever. Yeah. forever. <laughs> it, was, it was fucking great. It was so good. But I like, I do. I, I like AEW's showmanship a little bit mm. better. Like, cause to me, the WWE is a little bit, Reminds me kind of like the Kardashians. Hmm. That's what I kind of see the WWE as. Is like okay. it's just the storylines are a lot more dolled up, but the yeah. AEW is like a little bit more raw. Yes, and it's like, and so it's like I can get behind that, and like I feel like I'm just a normal goth like punk kid in the background. So like I'm always gonna go to what I feel like the black sheep is naturally. Rather than the glitz and glam, like so, I just, so you're hooked on AEW is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, like I like it. Yeah, I like it, and it just feels a little bit more real and less yeah. showmanship. Mm -hmm. It's it actually does. about the craft. Yeah, even even like the production aspect of it too. Like it doesn't feel overproduced. It doesn't feel like they're pumping in all the extra like graphics mm -hmm. or or whatever. Right? It's definitely mm -hmm. stripped back. I, I like that. It reminds me of old '90s yeah. like WWF product. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah, but they're like. I'm not so familiar with all the guys because I don't watch enough of it at home. But like, I really did I, this AEW show that just came through Calgary. That was my first one because like COVID was a huge contributing factor. Like I couldn't right. travel to go see anything really. Yeah. And, like, so finally things started like coming back and like, I started laughing because since my brother's promotion kind of started, like Calgary doesn't actually have a huge draw for wrestling, which is funny. What? Like, because of, yeah. Like it, I think the SmackDown did me. almost sell out, but like my dad said that he has never really sold out an arena, even when he was at the peak of his career here. Oh, Calgary. Wow. And I don't know why, like, cause it doesn't make sense. Like if he walks downtown, he's still going to get bothered. So it's yeah. like, there's gotta be enough fans. And so the arena is not that big. It's I do not find like that a surprising. stadium. No. Yeah. But SmackDown did really well. Um, and then I think AEW, did well enough but i'm not sure if there was, was televised i can't remember or not um and so that can be like a contributing factor so if it's a, a house show that's not televised that's going to be less seats which is i don't know why I either think it was but collision wasn't it was it collision hey you do you have any plans this year <laughs> how's that going do you get 2020 well welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020 where myself benny goodman and my good friends Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're gonna get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at 2020-d.com, soundtalentmedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app. What's up, everyone? This is Jay Reason, and I want to let you all know that Diablo Zen Podcast is now part of the Sound Talent Media family. Listen in as me and the one and only Danny Diablo, a.k.a. Lord Ezak, interview artists from the hardcore punk, metal, hip-hop scenes, and beyond. We have conversations with guests like actor Peter Green, DJ Muggs from Cypress Hill, 
L.A. street photographer Estevan Oriol, Jimmy G. from New York City's legendary Murphy's Law, and pro wrestler Vampiro, to name a few. If you're a fan of good discussions, lots of laughs, tune in and join the fun. Or was it a house show? I don't know. I don't remember just because I we'll don't remember seeing the We'll have to look at the, we'll look at the schedule. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember seeing the cameras there. Um, but I then I started idea. laughing because like, SmackDown hasn't been in Calgary for a live taping for so long. I think they, my cousin said 10 years. Like, Don't quote me on that. She said it was 10 years, I believe. And then AEW, I don't think has ever been to Calgary. This is their first time. Yeah. And it's like, I think that personally they came down because they were getting word that my brother's promotion is getting big. And so I feel like it was their way of smashing it. Because oh. <laughs> now it's like competition. We're like, we can't have a third guy come in. And like, it is, it's generating quite a bit of feedback. Like even... Um, I think it was Calvin and uh, one of the other guys that came to the Hitman bar. They were like, tell me about dungeon wrestling. And I was like, that's funny that you even know what that is. Like it, cause it's just my brother's promotion that like he did it on a whim just to have all of his friends together. And now it's slowly progressing to something much bigger. Cause it was AW was like two weeks before my brother's stampede show. And then also WWE was a few weeks after so it's mm. like they almost sandwiched him in to like try and generate tickets away from. That's how I look at it. We're right. like a business standpoint. Yeah. I'm like, did you guys do this intentionally? Cause it's a lot of wrestling to be had in one month. Right. <laughs> yeah. Especially, how, how often especially does if your the brother... town isn't, isn't really known for it. Like you were saying, that's, yeah. that's yeah. Again, surprising, but how often yeah. does your brother run shows? Um, he does one near stampede this year. He did it like on, during the stampede week. Cause there's just so much going on. That's yeah. actually kind of hard to have a show during that time. Mm. Cause it's even, I think the AEW guys like probably suffered a little bit because it's really hard to get to the grounds. Uh, so like to get down to the saddle dome and stuff, like when there's all that stuff going on, like it probably hurts you a little bit. Cause it's not like you can really park anywhere. Like it's just, it's kind of a nightmare. But WWE was smart and did it like uh, a week ago. And then, yeah, a week ago. Uh, but I don't know. Like, I find that it was just very weird timing. Dallas mm-hmm. does his show. Usually he'll have another October one. I think he'll have a winter one. Like, he's doing it almost like he even did a pay-per-view. Like, he's doing oh, nice. pay-per-view. And, like, nice. it's all being filmed. And, like, for my dad, like, my dad grew up wrestling in the Victoria Pavilion like and where that's where Dallas is hosting his shows. It's a much smaller venue, but like, that's where my dad's like roots are for my oh. grandpa's promotion. So it's like, there's a lot of meaning and sentimental background to it. Cool. So if you're a real fan, there's a lot of real fans that are following it around the world, despite whether they live it in Calgary or not. So it's really interesting to see. I'm definitely going to have to check it. that out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's, that's cool. why I was saying, like, if you were to talk to like somebody like, Dallas, who's my older brother that runs it, mm-hmm. he would have such a different perspective on wrestling versus like somebody like my brother Blade, right? Who's like the one that followed my dad everywhere. Like Blade would be more so like in your locker room, like could tell you every story like inappropriately. <laughs> He's the guy that has it all, and then it's like Wait, Dallas is. Like but is that but is that okay? Do, would that have to be like over a couple of drinks without the cameras and, and recording going, or is that like something you would you would Blade's just openly many, put out on a podcast? Oh yeah, Blade, Blade's not really a mute button guy. Like okay. he'll openly talk all day long. Like, well, we'll get we'll get a, we'll get we'll get them both on. We got to have like a family roundtable at some point. Dude, in this band. Like, this yeah, would be would amazing. Be cool. By the way, I'm yeah. so. 
this is this already has been so amazing that we're not putting a bow on it just yet but i just want to as we're talking yeah. this this is great for me i'm, I'm having a i hope you're having a good time I'm here glad. too but yeah this is uh but yeah it's just over over the years of, of following um wrestling and and specifically your family and stuff and uh and then as i said watching the the documentary um that your father did for a and e um one of the things I saw was that he's an artist and I didn't oh, yeah. realize that he was a cartoon artist and, and a very yeah. good one. And, yeah, and, and yeah, it was, uh, that was something that did, did you, out of all the traits, what, what, what would be a trait that you think you got from your dad? Do you, do you have a, an artistic side like that as well? Oh, or? Yeah. I'd say me and my youngest brother, so blade mm-hmm. are both artists. Like I do a lot of realism and pencil work. Like I'm not so much a cartoon artist. Blade's more cartoon and he also likes the mixed media stuff. Um, but definitely very creative people. Like we all are in our own way, but I'd say me and Blade more so. Like Blade went to an art school. I sang. So if it wasn't musically yeah. creative, I was doing something that like really weird but a lot of my art is pretty dark <laughs> it scares people so i don't post a lot of it and i'm like well you I can share really it with post- me because i like that i like the dark stuff I, I'll, yeah, I'll show you. Like, next time you're in california by the way i'd love to have you over and actually hang out at yeah. the bar and and, and 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 shoot some shit there and then hopefully next yeah. time in calgary i could go to the hitman bar because i was so bummed i missed out on that but yeah uh, It'd be really cool. We'll have to make a big thing of it. Like, it's so much fun. Like, I really, the Hitman Bar is cool because they took a lot of the photos that my dad has downstairs, like in his actual basement. So it's like every magazine cover that he's ever been on. And he has them just staggered throughout the house. Like, and so it's like, he has that at the Hitman Bar. must be a massive house because there's got to be so many of those covers. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's like seeing all those things, like, I don't know, like people are like, oh, don't you think that's like a little egotistical? I'm like, nah, man, that's so something to be so proud of. Yeah. Like, I would do the same if I was on those things. Like, why wouldn't you want to frame it? But like, it's Brandon, so, this is making me feel cool. better about my my gold records on the wall. This is making I, know. Yeah. I, I I feel a little self conscious about it sometimes when people come over. I'm like, oh yeah, I put them up on the wall, right? <laughs> you put in no. all this work. Why wouldn't you want yeah. it to be yeah. showcased? You go right? back and forth though. I don't know if if you, if your your dad does the same thing. I go back and forth on that. Like some days I'm like so happy I put that up. Other days I'm like. Man, do I really need to put those up? Like, <laughs> yeah, being so loud right now. Just <laughs> be modest for a moment. Yeah. No, go as hard as you want. Like, my dad has like fan arts of himself, like everywhere. Like, so a lot of people don't realize is all the fan letters and stuff. It does go to my dad. It doesn't cool. go to like a secretary that like sorts through it or anything. It goes to my dad. So he has like all these like really cool paintings that like, or there's like clay work. There's people that send him shoes or like anything that is just odd. And he keeps it all. That's he doesn't that's throw awesome. it out. <laughs> right. That's so awesome. and, um, and it's like, lots of those people probably don't even realize that he keeps it. All. And it does. It means something. Brandon, what like, did you send Brett when you were growing up? <laughs> Nothing. I wish I would have. Just kidding. Yeah, no, I know. How good would it be if one of us had sent something that we're like, oh, I said, no, I, I didn't, I yeah. never did that, unfortunately. But yeah. now but I wish I had, you know? Dad, yeah. And like, I think that he also just has a really good appreciation for art. We all do. And like, like I was saying, my art's a little bit dark. And people are like, I think my dad had a tough conversation with me when he got prostate cancer. Mm. And then he was like, okay, if I go, 
Like, what do you want? And I was like, this is the most morbid conversation. I do not want to have it. Like I was really like not into it. And then he's like, well, no, it needs to be a real conversation in case it happens. So what do you want? And like, I was like, your art, like your cartoons, like the doodles, like that really is the only thing that like, that's him. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't necessarily care about the magazines and stuff. Maybe all the vintage teas. I'll take those. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm a big fan of like my dad's little doodles, like, because he loves like um, history and stuff and like the wars. And he loves learning about them. So he has this one uh, drawing that he did. And it was just like a sketch. And it's so detailed. Like everybody's dying or like somebody's getting stabbed. And it's just all on the bottom of like etched on the bottom of a, a canvas. And I'm like, I love it so much. He's like, yeah, it was just something I was doing when I was bored. And I was like, I love that stuff. That's See, they, the stuff that it means the most to me. They didn't show that like, on the I A&E. can't find it. They didn't. They, they they kept it. They kept it pretty pretty light. They didn't show all the yeah. all, all the, what you just described. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he's got some weird doodles. That's for sure. <laughs> There's somewhere I'm like, what were you thinking though? <laughs> I love that though. I love that, that that you just said that though. Like even in the morbid conversation, but it's like, yeah, that's it makes sense to me that that you would want that because and like you just yeah. were saying like. The magazines are cool. All the all the accomplishments are cool, but this is a piece of of the real Brett, your yeah. dad. You know what I right. mean? I, yeah. I think everyone can understand uh, or or, yeah. or have a, have an understanding of that. Well, it has his quirks and stuff in it, which is like yeah, I don't know. I'm a very like meaningful person. I love to read between the lines. <laughs> like I like to look at the meaning behind something. And I there's this one. I did this art piece of Tupac and yeah, of Tupac. And so he has that uh, poetic book that he released or his family must've released after his death. Mm-hmm. And I ripped up cause it's his actual writing mm-hmm. and like from his notebooks kind of thing. And so I ripped it up. It's kind of like Kurt Cobain's diary. Right. If, if you ever read that, but uh, I never I read it. I remember seeing it. Like uh, I, I remember holding it, holding the idea, like whatever the, my, my yeah. brother had it, I believe, but I, I I'm not a big reader. So. <laughs> yeah well neither am i that's why i like po- like i can do poetry and stuff awesome. I, lo- I love tupac and so i'm like okay some of his old songs are like maybe some of his little poems so it's really like small stuff and i would just grab the book if i was bored at work i could kind of look through it but i'm not a big reader because it makes me sleepy too so <laughs> <laughs> so i just i was bored one day at home here oddly enough and I just ripped up lots of the pages in his writing. And then I made a stencil out of Tupac in it. So it's, it's Tupac's face, but it's all of his poetry. And like oh, even has badass. a signature in there. And I g- gifted it to my spouse and his brother because I made two of them. There's so much that I could do too. And they're like, oh my goodness. And the amount of people that messaged me, like, are you selling those? Are you selling those? And, are you, and I was like, no, I just did it because I was bored. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. I'm like, people are like, can you do one for me? I'm like, well, no, I don't know how to replicate what I just did. Like it yeah. just was, came to me and I did it. But I always have like that weird, like I like abstract art and I like like dark art. Like I, I love Pennywise from It. So it's yeah. always like a big character. So I love to draw Pennywise and like my son will be going through my notebooks and be like, 
why why do you have this scary clown everywhere? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know how to explain this to you either. Like it's just I like the just, just they all I float like all they all that. float down here. They all Go float on. down here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe one day you'll get it. Like, yeah. You can't watch the movie. Don't yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you a, so you're a horror day, yeah. are you a horror fan then? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. big time. Mm. Yeah. Is, so did. is Pennywise I, your favorite then uh, out of like the uh, you know the I characters? Like, like, like the, the so, icons of horror. No, and I mean, of. like, don't maybe don't tell my dad because I plan to get a full leg sleeve. <laughs> he probably won't be happy with it. But I plan to do a lot of it inspired by Pennywise. And people are like, "Why? What's your fascination with Pennywise?" And I'm like, "I like the concept that the more that you feed the fear, the bigger he grows, and the bigger mm. like the more energy he has to like consume you. And like that's what I like the meaning behind Pennywise, and that's why I like to draw him. It's like because like. I don't like to live by fears. If I'm scared of something or if I'm nervous, I always like to just throw myself in because it's like I, I don't want to be scared of it. Yeah. I mean, besides wasps, that's the only one that I can't really face. <laughs> but my but son, yeah, my son so doesn't like, like wasps. Concept. We just went on a camping trip and he got stung twice by one wasp and he was so <gasps> mad about it. <laughs> oh my goodness. I would die. I'm still waiting for me to drop the phone right now just because a wasp comes. And if I start running, it's not you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Uh, I mean, we know why. A wasp, a wasp came in. <laughs> well, before you, we, I've taken up a, a pretty much most of your time here uh, this morning. So I want to, I did want to ask about like one thing. And I don't know if it goes into something a little bit more serious or not, but I do want to broach it, uh, uh, broach the subject. We were talking about AEW a, bit, uh, a minute ago, and mm -hmm. now they've had two of the Owen Hart Foundation tournaments. Uh, yeah. Obviously, your uncle Owen. Um, and uh, I was just wondering how you felt or the family felt about that, like how that, if you guys had it, how that came to be. Because I know that all of all the proceeds from like the the shirts and the and the action figures yeah. are going towards the Owen Hart Foundation. Um, yeah. So I was just wondering, like. If you had any insight on that and, and any feelings on, on how that on that how that's been presented the last two years. I mean, I go back and forth like before AEW kind of came along and started to do that stuff about my uncle on. I had a really tough time swallowing and I know my, my dad did too that like he couldn't be celebrated like I get from Martha's point of view and the kids that he couldn't be celebrated from the WWE because of how he passed. But I feel like there was just such a huge loss for all the fan base for so long because of, I don't want to call it stubbornness, but it feels like stubbornness at times. Because it's like WWE, yes, they'll probably make money from, because they wouldn't let him induct him in the Hall of Fame, right? So it's like, but he did so much work for the WWE yeah. that like he deserves to be next to his colleagues and the people like he legitimately in my mind died for the company. Oh, yeah. So it's like, how do you not celebrate it? I get that it's like really shitty circumstances, but at the end of the day, it's like, I don't know. It was one of those things where it's like, I don't know what I would do if I was in the same position as Martha. Yeah. I think that I probably would have let him go into the Hall of Fame, but who's to say, like, if I would have? Like, that was such an odd time to be alive. Cause like, I remember, like, from start to finish that entire day of like my dad he wasn't at home he was he came to calgary for a few hours or even the day before because uh, they were at the hitman hockey tournament so like whl team all the way in ontario and then my dad left from ontario to go i think somewhere in the states and my dad was notified of my uncle dying 
over the, I think the pilot came and let him know. Somebody contacted the pilot. Yeah, that's the story I heard on, on some podcasts yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And then my mom, because my mom had been away with my dad, she like was coming to pick me up because I was staying with a friend in Calgary, like while they were on this trip, because I wasn't not a hockey player. So there's no need for me to be on this WHL trip. Mm. But then I remember walking up the driveway and my mom being in tears and like, it was just such a sad moment. And then like seeing the, as that continued, like my dad finally did come home because he had basically had to be turned around, came right from home. And then seeing my dad be in that kind of sadness because I don't think we, I had seen that necessarily yet. Like I was seeing my dad sad. He's a very sensitive human being, but like, not like that. And then like, it was just the most surreal experience. So like all of that, and then it's like, I get that that sadness was real for everybody, but to not celebrate somebody's life that they gave, they chose to give their, they chose to give their life for this career and to just pretend that it didn't exist. And then I like that AEW is at least doing something with it. Mm-hmm. And like, there is some of the colleagues like Mark Henry was really good friends with my uncle Owen. So it's like to get to see them celebrate them, but it's still a different fan base. It just doesn't yeah. feel like it's really fitting necessarily. Mm-hmm. And that's just my own perspective. But I think at least we're making waves and progress in the right direction that like there is somewhere to celebrate from my uncle on. And I do see that. Yeah. And I do. See, obviously, there's utmost respect from the from the wrestlers, too. You know, CM Punk was wearing uh, 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 some 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 colors, some some hitman colors, yeah. some some uh, heart colors. And they all tend to put it in there during that month of, you know, those few weeks of the tournament and stuff and try to pay homage mm-hmm. and stuff. I think that's cool. Uh, I had a question, though. When you were describing that, maybe it's something that Brandon already knows and I don't understand. Um, Maybe you could clarify a little bit more. Whose decision was it to not have Owen Hart in the... the, Martha's. It was Martha's? Okay. Yeah, his wife won't let him have any ties to WWE whatsoever. So there's a... Okay. Yeah, so there's a Hall of Fame, and I'm pretty sure it's Mark Henry, um, pleading in his speech to let him go up, like to let him be inducted. Yeah. And like, cause they'd been trying for so long and it's like, they basically have to pretend that his career just doesn't exist. And that's just, to me, it's not fair. Like, do you, do you talk point. to your, do you talk to your aunt Martha? Like, do you guys, no. like, is that not? No, I think like she has maybe some, some bad blood with my family and how they handled it. Like, I don't think she has any bad blood towards me by any means. Cause right, I was right, way right. too young to even do anything with it. But, um i definitely there's a disconnect there and i think that eventually that disconnect like any kid like i feel like her children will eventually want to come around in our family a lot more um because they're going to want to know where their dad came from it's like how i look at that um but who's to say i think that they're all doing really really well like they're all really successful and like you know smart intelligent human beings and they've only thrived since then so like i kind of watch from like a distance that way but like to say that i know them or could even have like a coffee with them like it would need they need to ask like i i wouldn't even know if i would recognize them off the street at this point wow i didn't realize so i guess that's something i didn't realize is after the the tragic uh death of your uncle like that you know I, i i guess i just didn't dive into it i'm i don't know if, if that's information that's out there brandon that, that maybe you knew about too he's he, he knows a little bit more than i do about yeah. uh, certain things and um but hearing it from you I, I didn't realize there was a rift in the in the family after that 
Yeah, I think it was more so like how like the legal stuff happened. Okay. Like that's kind of where things kind of fell apart. And like, I don't know enough about it where I can even. I, I guess, mean, how old were you? Back. How old were you when, when that happened? So if that would have, I would have been 10. Okay. Yeah. 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 Or no, nine. No, 10. I would be 10. Because okay. I was born in 88. <laughs> mm. And if it was 99, then I probably yeah. was just, yeah. I probably just turned 11. Because my birthday is May 17th. And then he died on the. 23rd i believe oh, wow. right after your birthday yeah wow. yeah yeah so may is always like a rough time of the year for like our family because you have my uncle davy's birthday you have my uncle owen's birthday you have my grandpa's birthday you have my birthday you have my cousin matt's birthday like wow. all the people aside from me are have all passed and then you have my uncle's death date and then i'm pretty sure and i could be wrong i'm pretty sure my uncle davy's death date is also in may wow I don't yeah, think I realized all that, man. That's tough. That's yeah, a tough so month. The, so May, I'm like, I, you know what? Let's make my birthday October. Let's go back to like more of like the dark roots. I'm like, you, people you, are like, reach out and be I like, th- happy birthday. I'm like, but is is it though? No, like, just, just change your birthday to the October 31st. You celebrate it yeah. on Halloween. Exactly. Just do what you That's want That's what with I've been thinking. My dad's like, it's your birthday. I'm like, but it shouldn't be like it's just such yeah, a shit. I don't month. want it in this month anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. This kind of seems like an omen being involved in this month at right. all. But like I always do. I I try to find light in that. Like, cause me and my cousin Matt, the one that did pass away from flesh eating disease, mm. um, we have the same birthday. So oh, I think geez. a lot of people yeah, so a lot of us like a lot of people be like, Oh, you have such a special day because you share it with Matt. And it's like feel like I should just give it to Matt like like this could be his day like it's one of those weird things where like I just feel bad there's a lot of sadness there and there's obviously like I know that people are still happy for me but it's like it just doesn't feel right so I think I am going to change my birthday to October (laughs) well either I guess I guess you have the option right it's either you change it to October or you be the light in the dark month of may for your family yeah you know it's gonna yeah. you gotta figure out which which one you want you want to do and there's no wrong or right o- yeah. answer obviously that's <laughs> that's up to you to decide but if you do yeah. decide to do it in october and you're ever in southern california in the month of october yes. i do a pretty i do a pretty good halloween party if i if i do so, oh my so goodness myself. don't get so, me all ramped up it's a, yeah, it's it's a costume badass. it's a costume party everybody dress. you're not allowed in without a costume let's put it yeah. that way okay like well i'll definitely participate I got some good costumes. I got all my dad's leotards downstairs. Oh man, if you if you show up like that, oh my god, That'd that would awesome. just I would I would have seen everything and I'm ready to go at that point. You know? What I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know how the leotards would look over the big old belly right now, but <laughs> when's the, when's the due date by like the way? Cover. Pardon me. When's your due date by the way? Uh, December twenty seventh. December. I'm gonna hold it in. Okay. I'm committed. Yeah, I'm holding it. I don't want to be in the hospital during Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's like, you can't do that. I was like, watch me. I'm yeah. that stubborn that it's like, baby I believe will come it. On January third. I believe if anyone could do it, it'd be someone from the Hart family. I, 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 yeah, yeah. That's 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 what I'm gonna go, that's what I'm gonna go with. Yeah. But um, all my paramedic friends are like, there's no way that, and I'm like, there's yeah, yeah. You're that. you're in the paramedics. Like you know scientifically yeah. how this works. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love like it. I got this one, guys. I'll prove you all wrong. Yeah, the yeah. same way I knew it was a boy. <laughs> this <laughs> <happen> <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Beans. This has been an absolute pleasure getting to meet you. Uh, wish yeah. wish we had. I wish I had done it while I was in Calgary. But this is still great, yeah. and I'm so happy uh, to have met you and 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 uh, 
and started this friendship. I hope we can continue it moving yeah. forward and and uh, have have some fun with some more wrestling talk down the line. There's so much more we could have got into. Oh yeah, like yeah. I know. Two hours. We can is, go all day long. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, dude, <laughs> like it, it could just keep going. But you know, yeah. in, in the interest of uh, uh, of getting back to our days, I just want to thank you for being on yeah. the show no, and sharing some stories and, and everything. Yeah, next time I promise I'll have better camera. I won't do it off my phone. Oh we'll no, this is there. great by the way. You're <laughs> you have a great scenery back there. This looks fantastic. Oh, it's beautiful. Anyone that cool. yeah, look at that. Look at that. Anyone that is watching on YouTube right now is seeing it and, and people listening at home. It's a beautiful little balcony yeah. you're on there right now. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's I am. real nice. And a single wasp has not bothered me once, yeah. so I'm happy. Yeah, I'm totally content. I mean, I mean, Brandon was really hoping your dad would walk by there in the background a couple of times, but that hasn't I'm happened. I'm staring yet. at his little ponytail right now. <laughs> <laughs> you see? No, the, there's the reflection in the window, unfortunately, but. Well, tell him, tell him we said hey. Yeah. <laughs> I will. So and hope excited. and hope to one day meet him and uh, and the, yeah. you know everybody else and see you guys next time. Anytime we're in uh, in the same town in the vicinity of, of one another, we gotta try and get together and and uh, share some yeah. laughs and, and some good times. Yeah, we will. I'll have you yeah. over here. Do you want to come like... to my house? This house is way better. <laughs> <laughs> Again, yeah. congratulations to you. We're on vacation. Oh, this you on vacation. I love yeah. it. Okay, yeah. congratulations to you and your spouse again on, oh, on, on, your, you. on your on your baby boy, and uh, and hope the best for you guys. And uh, we'll be in touch. And uh, until next time, I'll I'll see you. Yeah, nice seeing you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Thank <laughs> of course, thank you for hanging out again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll have lots to talk about anytime. We can even do the pay-per-view. Oh, we can text real each other. Quick. Yes, we will, I will absolutely do that. You're now going to be the person <laughs> I text. So, did you see that? Uh, <laughs> and uh, real quick, though, when uh, I, I, I would be remiss not to mention this. We were texting to have you come on. You mentioned that you might be thinking about starting up your own podcast soon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I wanted to do like a, I don't know, a wisdom series and talk about all the stuff that I've been through, whether it's through my family or you know, stuff that I do, it's like paramedics. Right. A lot of that would be interesting to get into as well. Yeah. Like my job is pretty crazy. Like I'm responsible for all the event investigations in Alberta. And so like any of the really high acuity events, like the really like troubling events, like I got to be the person that investigates to make sure we did right. Um, I work with police and fire like a lot. So it's like, I get to hear the worst of the worst. And it's like, and how I manage it. So like how what can I give to people and like what makes me more relatable um, to others that are might be struggling with something that's going through something. So um, I also deal a lot with the indigenous communities around Alberta. Um, it's something that I'm very passionate about. My mom's indigenous, so and I'm full status along with my siblings. So it's something that I'm really passionate about. And so like I have all these different like episodes I already have written out and everything. It's just a matter of starting, but we haven't moved into our new house yet. So, like, we already got the gear, and so hopefully it'll get up. It's going to be Wisdom with Sneebs, so it's just beans backwards. <laughs> yeah, Wisdom with Sneebs, I like it. So, yeah. when when that comes out, make sure uh, you notify me. We'll 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 help uh, sure. post it out on yeah. social media and and and, and, and awesome. help spread the word for you there too, as much as we can. Yeah, so I'm sure it's going to be great with the. Well, you just talked about. I mean, having both sides, Brandon, of of the EMS and and the wrestling and. It's just and just the life in yeah. general sounds very interesting. Yeah. I'll, I'll be I'll be subscribing. Yeah. I'll be subscribing. Yeah, sure. that on top of it, you're a great yeah. storyteller, so right. it's gonna be a great podcast. Oh, thank you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> 
Oh. Yeah, I hope that I can make myself relatable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you very much are. You very much are already. Like Calvin, <laughs> Calvin, shout out to him again, and, and Chris Steele and the rest of the guys. Like They, they weren't yeah. wrong. They said, you should have her on the podcast. It'll be a good time. And I was like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> Did not disappoint. Did not disappoint. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so happy to hear that. I'm humbled. I'm humbled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll let you know about my October 31st birthday party that I'll be having at your house. Yeah, we have it at my house. house. Have it at my house. I, I'd be honored. I'd be honored to host this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll All let right. you guys have go. A good, have a good yes, rest of your day. You thank you so much. Yes, you too. Thank you. We'll see you. Bye. Well, that was great, Brandon. That was awesome, man great stories there and honestly i think that was like tip of the iceberg of what oh, we could have gotten into and yeah. what we will get into on like future episodes with her or anyone else from the heart family i think so too i think that's uh i think you're, you nailed it right there like there's you know i i hate to graze upon some of this stuff you know what i mean like like when we, when yeah. we are talking about stories there's so much we could go oh deeper God. into but we're already two hours into this episode know. you know and it's like i was looking I at the clock and i'm like holy further. shit yeah we just started talking wrestling and we're like an hour in i'm like oh man what the fuck like well there's so dude, much like, there's so much meeting someone for the first time yeah. as people know too and and just yeah. in general there's i mean you're talking to as i said the royal family the royal canadian family of professional dude. wrestling like there's there's, there's generations of stories there. There's no way you're going to tackle it in one episode. So no, there's no shot. Hopefully we can uh, talk to a brother, uh, brothers, Blade yeah. and Dallas, and maybe Brett one day. And, uh, you know, just that's, or, you we know, to, on and off the camera, man. I would just yeah. love to hang out. Oh, yeah, that, but I think we earmark this and we make this like part one of the Stampede series and we get more hearts on this. Ooh, and, I like that you, you know. call it the Stampede series. Damn, that we was good. To, Damn, Come that on. was good. All right. On that note, I don't think we could end any higher than that. So thanks to everybody for uh, watching, listening, subscribing, all those wonderful things. I had a real, real great time on this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. And uh, as I said, make sure that you guys are uh, subscribing and everything like that. I really appreciate that that you do that. And keep coming back to hear us geek out on some wrestling with some some fun stuff going on. So uh, we'll keep it going. And uh, and as always, till next time. Cheers. Cheers. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series about how they died, why they died and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now. Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal, the man, to Fat Mike from NoFX and Ian MacKay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, 
We go all over the map from Fallout Boy to Slayer. Peer pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media.